Holman, this is uh, this is a little strange starting off a show with a guest already on, like with us. Yeah, that's weird. That's what happens when you buy him dinner. Hey, is wait it? a minute. <laughs> so we have uh, Chopper from Decked with us. Why? Because he's awesome and has stories. Yeah, but that's normally why we have any guest on. Why do we specifically have Chopper on? Because, because I'm the new host of the Truck Show podcast, and you guys are out of work, right? Sweet! Ouch. Yeah. Hey, have fun with lightning. It's been uh, <laughs> three years. I'm, I'm passing the torch. Uh, okay, no, so not so much. I'm here to stay, whether you guys like it or not. Wait, oh, I thought you guys were kicking me out. Did you think we were kicking you out? Yeah. Oh, wow, our <laughs> self-esteem is awfully low. <laughs> so before we get started, I guess uh, we've been teasing a particular uh, decked product for uh, forever. And uh, Chopper kept telling us, uh, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. And we're going to get into why you were telling us not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet. But wait. But not yet. But not yet. <laughs> All right, so before we get into uh, the big news that Chopper has brought to us, mm-hmm. why don't we thank Nissan, our presenting sponsor? Because and- they're awesome. All right, well, then you, let's well, do that. Well, you're asking me why don't we. I'm saying we should because they're awesome. All right, so if you're in the market for a half-ton, half-ton plus truck, head on down to your local Nissan dealer where you can check out the Titan or Titan XD with the industry's best warranty. Five-year, 100,000 miles, the most standard V8 horsepower in its class, 400 horsepower, ooh, and 413 pound-feet of torque. And that torque you can feel. And you can tow over 11,000 pounds. Get yourself down to your Nissan dealer, NissanUSA.com, where you can build or price your brand-new 2021 Nissan Titan. Also, can't forget the Nissan Frontier, the NV line of commercial vans, and, of course, the redesigned 2021 full-size Nissan Armada. Since you're hauling down to your local Nissan dealer, you don't want to pass them. You need to slam on the brakes, and if the brakes don't work, you're hosed. So get yourself new Duralast brake pads. The Elite brake pads are quintessential, better than OE performance. The new advanced signature hex coating provides an additional transfer layer, delivering smooth stops, low dust, and boost stopping power. And you can match those with Duralast Gold Rotors, designed to mirror OE physical characteristics such as mass, configuration, and fin count, with the new Z-clad zinc coating that provides rust protection, long life, and eliminates pre-installation cleaning. Head on over to DuralastParts.com. What if I want to walk into the store? Well, you can go down to AutoZone, too. Oh, good call. Get yourself set up with some premium brake products. Which brings us to our guest. Chopper. 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 Hey, Chopper. Hello. <laughs> all right. So the backstory is, I mean, we should say all the great things like uh, if you are looking for an amazing storage solution for your truck, mm-hmm. your van, or your back, head over to decked.com and check out their amazing line of products to organize your life. But that's not why we're here today. Have you heard us uh, talking about the uh, the backpack? You guys have all kinds of great product ideas for the for our <laughs> next our next generation. But yes, I have. So okay. thank you. Okay, good. Yes. Because Holman's become obsessed with it. Yes. Because it's like every time I bring it up, he's like, "But they've got an organizer for your body." <laughs> that's, that's true. I mean, you know, the, you know, the next thing we're gonna do is like donkeys, horses, burros. I heard a rumor about that. Can we talk about that, or do we have to wait? No, no, that's 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 top secret. That's that's an RNG. I feel like we have to do a lot of waiting with our friend Chopper over <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, there's a lot of waiting. We shouldn't disclose it now. Okay. I want to tease it over. So you're well, here we've been teasing with... it for about uh, 25 weeks. 25 <laughs> minutes ain't gonna hurt anyone. Okay. You All know right, what I'm saying? Like, I want to spend some time with Chopper. All right. Because we need to go inside the new product. He's going to reveal yeah. the name for the first time anywhere on the planet. And right, the only people that know and... the name of this product are the people that work inside Deck. And... Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. And. And, of course, he's going to have to explain himself as to why he thinks we're such good spokespeople for his product that he actually hired us to, uh, uh, well, you'll see it if you uh, go on 
Well, well, the is interwebs it, tomorrow. Is it? Oh, it's tomorrow. Yeah. It's Tuesday. Uh huh. Oh geez, I'm, yeah. I'm nervous. Yeah, I believe uh, I'm a little nervous. I think it's on the Motor Trend YouTube channel that you might find us uh, in video form. I think that you may see it tomorrow. Mm. Now, wait, well, hold on. May is not uh, I, I, certain enough. Well, I think that the Motor Trend Network is really holding on to this footage because they're not proud of it. They're not. No, no, no. They're, <laughs> they're not entirely sure that the world is ready for it. They're, I think they're yeah. gonna. They're, they want to see how the product performs. And they're really, you know, coveting your likeness and your reputations, and I'm not <laughs> sure it'll come out tomorrow. Oh. It could, could come out a week from tomorrow. So I guess we have no. to wait to, uh, no. I mean, we worked really hard. We sweated in the cornfield for our friends over at Deck. That sounds disgusting. But we did. <laughs> yeah, we did. And we got and dirty. I, yeah, very dirty. Covered in filth. And, and you guys actually have a surprising amount of talent. Surprisingly well, bad. Now we know he's lying. <laughs> now we know he's lying. All right. So on this episode of the Truck Show podcast, which actually is episode 157, not only do we have our friend Chopper talking about Dex's newest product, but if you remember last episode, I broke the news that sad, sad news. Yes, that Toyota was discontinuing the Land Cruiser, mm-hmm. and I thought it would be a great opportunity to uh, give our friend Johnny Lieberman, the man who will never pass up a podcast appearance, to uh, ask him because he's the guy I know that. Probably has the most love for Land Cruisers, and I know he's got an opinion. So figured uh, we would give Johnny a call. So how about we start the show, and we'll get right into our good friend, Johnny Lieberman. The Truck Show. We're going to show you what we know. We're going to answer what the truck, because truck rides with The Truck Show. We have the lifted. We have the lowered and everything in between. We'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on on gasoline. The Truck Show. The Truck Show. The Truck Show. It's The Truck Show (laughs) with your hosts, Lightning and Holman. And Chopper. Well done. That was good. I noticed you muted my mic, so thank you. Are you kidding me? I, <laughs> he made I, it louder. I potted it to the ceiling. He tries to mute oh, my, uh, look, my look, mic. Look at the waveform over here. That's, I am so tone deaf. Your show is done. Broseph, that. that's you right there. That's oh, Spike. That's you peaking. singing. <laughs> yeah, peaking. <laughs> you were in the red. Boy, man. That's badass. To 11. Chopper, before we call Johnny Lieberman, you apparently are a huge Land Cruiser fan. Is that true? I am a huge Land Cruiser fan. I had a 1984 that I loved. I drove the wheels off the thing. It was a tank. Yeah, total. It I was mean, hand built. Yeah. yeah. And why'd you get rid of it? You know, I needed a more practical family car. And my father in law How was that it. not a practical family car? Well, you know, four speed driving up and down the interstate at 65 miles an hour in a steel box back in that time with two kids and a dog <laughs> and a wife. You kind of, <laughs> and you it, might start to question, like, I could actually, I could invest a little bit into something that's a little bit safer. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, but it was my favorite truck by Did far. Did that thing have airbags? No. That's the one where you sit in it, and the yeah. A-pillar was about an inch thick, so you had great visibility outward. Oh, you can see gotcha. everything. A big old flat hood. and oh, So man, a bird cool. runs into your windshield, and it crunches and folds over? No, no they were safer than <laughs> okay. that. you got to remember, they were made for uh, basically all seven continents and, and super rugged and extra welds than what would be on a normal vehicle. Uh, you know, with Land Cruiser, and we'll talk about it with Johnny, but there's just that extra level of, of craftsmanship that went into them, and that's why they're so awesome and rugged and reliable, because they, it really to me, was Toyota flexing its engineering and manufacturing muscle with this vehicle. Hello. Is this Mr. Johnny Lieberman? 
This is Johnny Lieberman. Lightning, Holman, and our friend Chopper from Decked, all in studio with you. Man, Lightning, Holman, and Chopper. I got to work on a better nickname. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hold on one second. We have a quick intro as we do. Pull up a stool and share. Pull up a stool and share a story. Pull up a stool and share. How about you pull up a stool and share with us? So, uh, Johnny, I uh, I introduced you as, uh, I guess, the guy that would never turn down a, uh, a podcast appearance. Is that true? <laughs> we needed a guest, and I figured you'd be the perfect person. Uh, funny you say that. I just I just actually posted today. I did Musto's Hot Rod Barbecue podcast, actually about two weeks ago, maybe more. Isn't that a Hemmings podcast? It is. Very cool. Yeah, I, I haven't yeah. listened to that one yet, but it's funny because you know, obviously uh, we're friends in real life, and uh, but I follow you on the socials. And it seems like every third post is you on somebody's podcast, and I'm like, oh yeah, well, well, I've had him on a few times, and we're gonna we're gonna have him on, damn it, today, yeah, yeah. I, I guess people like what I have. To, I should probably get my own podcast, you know. I should uh, one of the, one of these years, Johnny, because you are opinionated, and a lot of guests are very politically Timid. correct. Yeah, they just they say they don't want to offend anyone. You're like, nope, you know, you just call it what it is, and I think that's refreshing. <laughs> We well, can... okay, cool. Hey, thanks, man. I mean, uh, I have no idea why. I, I just like talking. You know, I like the sound of my own voice. So for me, it's easy. <laughs> we should just do a podcast. You and I. It could be uh, one one dude talks about cars, the other talks about trucks, and it can be uh, two beers and four wheels or something like that. No, what are you? I, what I are think you we should do. Me out? Uh, let's, yes, let's do a a, a, a kielbasa and eggs uh, podcast. Now that's funny because uh, Johnny posts, you know, obviously we talk about food, and he posted a uh, picture of some Portuguese sausage he was making for breakfast. Is that a euphemism? It wasn't. And uh, <laughs> I told him, well, you know, I love that, you know, I do it a similar way, but here's how I change up my recipe. I add a little bit of garlic. And he comes back and goes, oh, man, this sausage has plenty of garlic. I'm like, oh, don't I know it, but I love my garlic. And so this has turned into uh, Johnny and I going back and forth over uh, – uh, should you grill them in uh, in beer before the garlic, after the garlic? How much uh, how much veggies? How much butter? I mean, this is all important. How, when do you add the eggs? Hold on a second. How has the show already devolved into food talk? <laughs> it, normally, it's three quarters the way through. It's already food talk. Stop. We have we have Land Cruiser talk to get to. Right, but and this we, is uh, okay. this is the dry run for. Uh, Two beards and four wheels. Uh, two beards That's and four wheels. Uh, two beards and two beer bellies. I think, <laughs> That's exactly. So we had some sad news that came out about the Land Cruiser. And in all fairness, in all fairness, Johnny posted last year when he yeah. heard a rumor and basically pissed off Toyota corporate because they weren't ready for that rumor to be out there. And Johnny yeah. questioned them. And then they sort of held on to it for a really long time and just got official with it uh, this past so, week. So August 19th, uh, I, I was I was actually at Pebble Beach, and uh, I, I have some friends in Japan that work for Toyota, and um, ran into one of them, actually, and uh, he was, like, freaking out. And he said, listen, like, they're thinking about – here's the whole story. So Lexus uh, is struggling at the moment. Um, they're just not moving the metal. They don't have uh, a big three-row. They have the the Lexus LX, which is you know the J two hundred Land Cruiser, but uh, it doesn't sell. It sells like four thousand a year, right? So they don't have like a Suburban. They don't have an Escalade. They don't have a a, a GLS, right? So that's really where the big profits are right now in the luxury business. Their sedans are kind of sales proof. The LS, the or sorry, the um, yeah, the LS. 
the GS and the IS, just no one's buying sedans anymore, and no one's especially not buying Lexus sedans. The only thing really selling is that little NX, which is, you know, it's a RAV4 rebodied as a Lexus, and it's such a cutthroat marketplace that, um, you know, they, they have cash on the hood, even though it's, you know, it's a perfectly fine little luxury SUV uh, crossover thingy, but it's just not selling in uh, crazy. No- it's just, it's just, they just put cash on the hood. So they're just not, not the, making any, not the any profit, profit center so, that they were hoping for. Yeah. So it used to be hugely profitable. Just the market just shifted under their feet, even though they sort of invented the luxury uh, SUV thing with the RX. They just never really got the third row in there. Um, and the you know the GX and the LX just don't sell in great enough numbers. So the thinking was, okay, we will we will you know we have a new Land Cruiser coming out. What if we shifted all the Land Cruiser customers? There's, there's only you know four thousand of them or three thousand of them a year in the U.S. But what if they all just became Lexus LX buyers? That would dump more money into the bottom line. No one really cares about the Land Cruiser anyways. And the part that really pissed off Toyota that I reported was. Since they moved to Texas, leaving Southern California, which was, you know, the home of Toyota, really the home of Land Cruiser in America was the people in L.A. They knew how important it was because, you know, we, we do Land Cruiser stuff in Southern California more than anywhere hey, else. Let me stop so, you there real quick, John. I just want to point yeah. out for people who don't know the Toyota history, Land Cruiser was one of the very first of two vehicles that Toyota launched with in America. The, the other one being, I think it was the Toyo Pet, right? It was a Toyopet in 57 and the yep. Land Cruiser in 58. And yeah. they pulled out the uh, Toyopet because it wasn't really designed for American driving, uh, highway speeds, etc. And for a little while, the Land Cruiser was the only product that they offered here when they first came to America. And being based in Torrance back then and in Southern yeah. California, it, it was the first place that it really caught on in the States and sort of became beloved by yeah. the people of Southern California. Yeah, and, and, you know, it was, yeah, exactly right. So anyway, so I, I pointed out in my post when I, you know, broke the story that, um, and, and, you know, I heard this from a lot of my friends who, you know, were L.A.-based with Toyota who moved to Plano, Texas, and they're like, the culture of Toyota North America has just been broken. It's just it's just a different company now, and they just don't care about the Land Cruiser. So that apparently was the part that really cheesed them off. And I, you know, I, I said I'll, I'll put the whole story in my memoirs one day, which I will do. Um but yeah, I was sort of uh, persona non grata uh, from Toyota for for many months. Let's just put it that way. And I had said like I'd rather have a bus pass than a Corolla. They didn't care about that. But the second I say that like, <laughs> Texas was a bad idea for Toyota, they freak out. You know, so it just it just. Well, so when, that, that's well no, Johnny, when you said when you said they're accurate. freaking out, like what what did they do? Did they send you an email? Did a PR person call you? <laughs> they, you? they actually sent a PR person to his house that was wearing an all black suit and sunglasses. He rang the doorbell, and as soon as Johnny opened it, he just turned his back on him. No, I'm serious. Right on the porch. What did they do, uh, though? I, I don't want to get into it again. I know you said in the beginning I'm a straight shooter. I don't want to get into uh, specifically a couple of the things they did. <laughs> Although, well, you know what a great truck show podcast show would be? All the yeah. ways a manufacturer can burn you as a journalist when they're mad at you. Mm. It wasn't a burn. It was just I think they said a lot of things very rationally and very quickly, and um, it was it was it was annoying. But I'll, I'll put it like this: I was I was supposed to it go was annoying. Do, <laughs> I was supposed to go do uh, something for the Land Cruiser Museum in Utah. And I was I was point blank told you're not you're not doing this. Um, send somebody. I wasn't told. They told my boss. They said send somebody else. We don't want him. 
And they, they actually did, it was funny, they actually did an internal investigation where, where, again, friends of mine in Texas were calling me. They're like, we know, we know about the First Amendment. We know, you know, you protect your sources, but was it this guy? <laughs> like, and, I have uh, been and, down that and, road and, before. And, yeah, and they had more than one person do that. It was really scary. Uh, not not to me, but like you know, they they just had they, the funny thing was they they had the wrong person. So what do you think yeah. happened, Johnny, when the Bronco photo got leaked when it was over in that other facility and it made its rounds? Like, what kind of heads rolled for that? I mean, Ford's in the head rolling business. They overreact to every single thing. Um, so you know that I I I, I don't know. I, and honestly, like I don't. Ford, like like I said, I have I've, I, in fact, another person at Lexus this time that I just talked to before Christmas for the first time in a while. And their initials um, are. <laughs> <laughs> she, oh, it's a she. She said, "Oh yeah, I remember that whole thing. Um, that was crazy. Like and that and like so and so told you that, right?" And I'm like, "No, it's actually <laughs> wrong." It's a, and I can't tell you, I'm like, it's a person that lives in Japan. Uh, you, you're totally, it's not a Texas person. It's a, it's a, it's a Japan person, but anyways. Um, so, so I, you know, again with Ford, that's, that was just so weird. Again, is that like Toyota? I mean, you know, the industry mercilessly beats up on Toyota and they never say a word. Right. I mean, Sean, back me up. Like you can, you can just say like, you know, like, like I said, I'd rather have a bus pass than a Corolla and they don't, they don't yeah, even I mean, I've, I've said it out loud. We've joked on the show uh, before. The Toyota Tacoma is living off of its uh, its laurels. That platform dates back to 05. It's um, got C-channel and riveted frame in the back. It's not fully boxed. It's underpowered. And when you put it up against any of the new vehicles, it just doesn't feel as solid, whether it's a Colorado or a Ranger. Even the old uh, Frontier, which has been around forever, same same amount of time, the chassis, but that chassis is fully boxed. And the new 3.8 with the 9-speed is a really sweet drivetrain, especially compared Actually, to Tacoma. Actually, real quick so- side note, that yeah. new Frontier powertrain is great it's I, was, awesome. I was really charmed by that thing yeah it's it's smooth and it does a lot for that truck and so you know a uh, perfect example to, uh the last couple days you may have seen um what was it a uh, truck house came out with the rendering of a to, uh, toyota tacoma crew cab t- or double oh. cab trd pro with that habitat on the back of it as a two hundred eighty thousand dollar tacoma and the thing that's funny about that is i was reading everything online i threw my own two cents and it's like well wait a minute that vehicle has less than 1200 pounds of payload and you're gonna expect that you put a whole house on the back and man do they upgrade the brakes and like oh there's drilled rotors oh wow big deal that you know the drivetrain isn't going to be great for it um they put a longer travel suspension on it no supercharger uh, no, no. Well, I mean, it's a, it's they're it's a CAD drawing right now. They're building the first prototype right now, but it's like, hey, we want to bridge the gap between like a rooftop tent type vehicle and an Earth Roamer. And so here's our two hundred eighty thousand dollars Tacoma. It, it's it's fine from the standpoint of that's the white space they need to be in. I absolutely think there's a market, but they picked the wrong truck as the base for it, and they wanted it to be just like those old um, what were they called, Sun? Oh. Yeah, uh, sun. It was a, a uh, Toyota four by four sun follower sun. Yeah, something yeah. like that. I, I'll, I'll I'll think of it. It was it was like it was like a, a funny little little RV. That, yeah, that was Toyota it, truck based. It was a toy, uh, basically a, a Toyota truck uh, RV that had a composite body on it and was very popular right, right. back in the day. And it was one of the first kind of like you know Overland uh, RVs where it was four wheel drive and lifted and and people love those things, but. 
this new one from Truckhouse, I it's a great idea. It looks really well made, but all that weight on a on a riveted frame with a C oh, channel. Yeah. I, I mean I would just feel bad like you know, two hundred eighty thousand dollars is a substantial sum of Sun Raider. Sun Raider. Sun Raider, right. And you would you know, you'd want like a real chassis under there. You know what I mean? You'd yeah. want like a, a yeah, I mean and what they're trying to keep it under three hundred thousand by not going with a real truck. Well that's the thing is if you look at it, the living quarters are almost as wide as a full size truck anyway, so it negates the whole reason you'd have a mid size. To me, you would do that, but you would make the dimensions where the living quarters isn't you know, it's no bigger than the uh, the truck itself, so that you can get into tighter places when you're off roading. And if you remember the Sun Raider, I don't know if it was optional or standard, but they had dual rear wheels, so it was a dually rear axle on those. Yeah, it was a dually. And on this They're new all version, dually. I think they had to be. I think they had to be because it was so heavy back there. Right. So I'm looking at the gross vehicle weight rating, going, man, is there any way that you're going to be able to? Um, fill that up with, with you know all your gray water, your black water, your potable water, your food. Um, it's sleeps four, so four people right there. Let's say you know lightning and ice size. That's eight hundred of your twelve hundred pounds of payload. <laughs> uh, what about the living quarters on the back? So you know I think it's a really great idea. I'm not impressed with the price point, and I'm certainly not impressed that they chose the Tacoma. And but anybody at Toyota listening, because I'm sure we have people <laughs> listening to the show. You know the truck's old. It's the new one's coming out soon, and you know it's been well, since what, what here's for both you guys, all the Facebook Tacoma fanboys that are out there. Yeah. What is it? What's the charm of that truck? Why are so it's many? A, it's a Toyota. I mean, there's a legacy about it. Yeah. Nostalgia, nostalgia. Resale value is awesome on them, no matter what. Yeah, I mean, they do. They do hold their value weirdly. Hold their. I don't. I have no idea. Because because Sean's right. I mean, any comparison test, it's it's last place. Just it just is in every way. How about the and, the way the rear axle, even on a Pro that has the upgraded uh, Fox internal bypass shock suspension on it, there's almost no rebound control in the rear, and the yeah. rear axle slaps the crap out of the frame when you're going over the whoops, and it just there's so much motion that drives the nose into the ground that it's not super fun to drive off road, and it should be, but the chassis just isn't set up with. Lots of wheel travel and things that people are looking for today. Big, powerful brakes. Like the brakes are super grabby. The transmission is so so. The uh, the, the yeah, it's, not competitive. it's still a six speed, right? I think it's still a six speed. Yeah, the the automatic so. is a six speed. In fact, I think yeah. both the manual version and the automatic are both six speed. And arguably, the manual's the better drive. Yeah, I, it's been so long since I drove a manual Tacoma. But I mean, yeah, I mean, look, it's a it's a huge cash cow for Toyota because they, you know, they haven't spent a dime on it in, in decades or you know, decade and a half. But real, real quick, uh, Sun Raider anecdote, if I may. Yeah. Years ago, at a racetrack in Louisiana called No Problem Raceway, they had these run what you run uh, uh, drag races, and we were doing a lemons race there. And uh, some team had one of those. And so they did like, I don't know, they like a 25-second quarter mile, something like that. <laughs> and then the dude is like behind the thing with his shirt off, like throwing everything out of the back. Like the sink's <laughs> yes. coming out, all the bedding's coming out. And he ran he Kitchen ran, like, sink. 20, yeah, he ran like a 24-9. It was amazing. <laughs> so we, were, we, he got, we cheered so hard. It was great. That, that's one of those ones that everybody can get behind, right? That's, that's the crowd oh, it was pleaser. Awesome. A twenty-four awesome. nine yeah. though is that you're just standing there, just waiting, <laughs> waiting. Well, no, that's tw- twenty-four nine means you hit uh, sixty mile. You hit the quarter mile before you hit sixty miles an hour. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and, and it's almost to the point. Beetle, it's, you're like, I know it'll go sixty. I just don't know how long it'll take to get there. <laughs> no, it's like Humvees and Beetles, uh, like an H one. Yeah, a but that's rarefied air, right there. You have to admit. 
Yeah, yeah. No, I, I did years ago. I did a thing with, with a up armored Humvee. It was like you know fourteen thousand oh, yeah. pound full full armored plating, and it, it it hit the quarter before it hit sixty. It was like, and in fact, it never got to sixty. It could do like I think it did like fifty nine <laughs> up speed. You know, by with the uh, Tacoma having not changed in over a decade, think of the 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 industry that now the aftermarket well, industry on. that supports Oops. to making it a, a a great. The underpinnings haven't changed. The body and white has changed slightly. The interior's been upgraded. The drivetrain's been upgraded. So I don't want to go. I, I just want to make sure that everybody's clear. I just want to be sure that people know. Yeah, there've been those incremental upgrades, but it hasn't been a platform change in 15 years. And so that's what I want. Yeah, sure. the tooling, the tooling, the expensive part of car making yeah. hasn't changed. Uh, you know, the engines. That engine's not unique to the Tacoma. That goes into a zillion different Toyota products. The transmission, you know, it's, it's so, yeah, it, it's the, they haven't done the expensive thing in two generations. Which is a long time. <laughs> All right, yeah, well, was, and especially because now that suddenly that segment's very competitive. So, they, you know, obviously yeah. they're going to. But, yeah, I mean, for a long time, Tacoma was it, really. I mean, you know, there's If you wanted a little like, off-road truck, you know, and especially after Ranger's demise, there wasn't a lot of uh, competitive vehicles out there. I mean, yeah, just the Nissan, the really. Nis- yeah, the Frontier, where you could you also know, get then- the Nismo or Pro 4X off-road package, also with a yeah. locker, you get it with a stick. The thing I liked about the Nissans versus the Toyota is if you look at the Toyota chassis, you have the T-case hanging down, right, an extra skid place, where the F-Alpha chassis from the Frontier, everything was tucked up above the bottom of the frame rail. You know, I think the Nissan engineers back then were ahead of their time with how robust that platform is. It'll be interesting to see when the new Frontier comes out here in just a couple months, and then hopefully we'll, we see a new Tacoma by the end of the year. It's going to get exciting again, and, and GM and, and Ford are going to have uh, some homework to do. Yeah, and then isn't isn't Ram doing a midsize? Is that that's the rumor? I keep rumor hearing? has it. I you know I keep hearing it, but then I don't see anything like I haven't seen anything more than drawings. So I haven't seen spy photos yet. Yeah, things like that. So this year might be a weird year because usually we get a good glimpse at everything they're up to. Yeah, um, just haven't even been out to Arizona. You know, I know so. well, just all the travel restrictions and stuff for us. It's it's hard to go do all the things we want. Now we've got Chopper here from Deck, and he's a Land Cruiser guy, and we were just talking yeah. about. Uh, you know, 40s, 62s, 80s. Uh, what's your favorite out of all the different generations? Hundreds? Me or, yeah, or, you. or Chopper? Yeah, you. And then, yeah. The 200. I'll be controversial. Ooh. I think it's awesome. It kicks ass. The thing just kicks ass. The new Land Cruiser, the Heritage one. Yeah, like, the Heritage just, one's cool. Just perfect. I, I think it's great. Um, I mean, you know, look, obviously the 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 70s really good looking. You know, I, I, they're, they're all they're all great, but I, I'd say the new one. The new one, plus it has a fridge. I mean, come on, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so Chopper, you were talking about a story from when you owned your, I guess it was a 62 back in the day. Give us a little Land Cruiser love on here. Okay, so 1984, FJ60. 60, okay. Four speed. Nice oxidized, like brick red color. Yeah. <laughs> Bone stock. Bought the thing for $5,000 with 80,000 miles. I put a hundred thousand miles on it, and it would still be worth a t- you know, now it's worth fifteen grand. Yeah, a now day. it's worth like fifteen, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, I was, I was working for a backcountry hut system in Colorado, and uh, I had never rolled a vehicle before in my entire life. Uh oh, oh no! Late at I've night, done that. yeah, I was coming over. Uh, I was coming over LaSalle Pass, going into Moab, and big flash flood turned me around. I had to go back the other way, and go up onto the Uncompahgre Plateau, and you know, I guess I've been driving all day, and like it just got easier and easier to keep driving faster and faster and I'm driving all these country roads and didn't really realize where I was and I was I was hauling the mail 
and went down around a corner and slid out on some loose gravel uh, and rolled the thing on the top of itself. Oh. <laughs> I mean, that is that that was like a almost like a twenty year driving career that was perfect for rollovers until that uh, moment. I'm upside down, totally turtle inside the road, uh, by myself in the middle of nowhere. And I was, how'd you get out? Did it break all the glass? And, you know, this, and, this is how the story, scared right? were you? I wasn't very scared. I mean, I should have been because I woke up in the morning. I realized that I was. If I'd gone the other way, I would have gone up out of the 400-foot cliff. Oh, well. But, uh, Lesser of the two evils right there. But the story goes that I am had a little bit of river experience. I had a climbing rope in my car and a bunch of you know slings and carabiners. And I'm like, well, I can flip it back over on its wheels. Otherwise, it's going to be you know a, long night. a day or two before someone comes along. And I hooked a Z-drag up across the, across the road. And I'm just like connecting the whole thing. I figure I can run it off the rear wheel and put it in drive and pull the car back on itself, back on its wheels. And I see headlights coming, and I've got like a spider web of rope going across the road, <laughs> oh, and there's no. a truck, and it's hauling ass as well. And I get out in the road and start waving my hands. This guy locks the brakes, and it's this the son of a rancher that I was going to visit who was loaded, oh, like no. 20 years old, <laughs> been down in town with the ladies, dancing at the bar. His dad was a bounty hunter, actually. And so I knew that I was going to be like aiding abetting. <laughs> or having to like figure out how to or survival like, situation. Yeah, how, how we're going to get out of this. And somehow his dad knew and showed up and his son's loaded. My car is upside down and he handed me a jack, a spare tire and a tire iron and left. <laughs> <laughs> and so his son and I figured out actually how to use his truck and flip the thing back over. But the story goes, it was like nothing ever happened. The thing was like a tank. You couldn't even tell wow. it had been on top of itself. And like, wow. it, You're it saying was... the oxidation was so bad on the roof that exactly. you thought there was scratch there? <laughs> you know, he actually uh, color sanded it. Uh, it was uh, <laughs> real fine. Yeah, flipped it over. How many years did you drive it after that? And it started when it was upside down. Johnny, <laughs> you, you would probably know, like, how is that possible? I couldn't, I couldn't imagine how a car could start when it was upside down. Is that this possible? This is carbureted. Yeah, how does, how, how's that possible? Not only that, but you have oil leaking past the uh, rings hey, and the combustion chamber. There's some, there's some fuel in the line, so yeah. it's, uh, it's had a little bit of fuel in the fuel line. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. So how long did you drive it after you rolled it? For, like, another two years. Well, wait, 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 wait <laughs> nice. stop, stop. How did you, why did you turn it on and try to start it when it was upside down? Because I was trying to use the Z-drag to wind up yeah. the rope oh, around, oh, oh, the, oh. around the wheel to get it, to pull itself back onto its wheels. Gotcha. And it's an impressive uh, self recovery, right? And there. if you ever try I mean, to start, Land, Land cruisers are over engineered. I mean, they're you know they probably are designed to run upside down. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> they have the uh, that snorkel where you just go from the ninety degree to the hundred eighty degree, right? Yeah, and it just yeah. you know it's like a, like a clock <laughs> armature, yeah, yeah, you right? Just, you got to pull it out and then snaps to the next detent, and you're good to go. <laughs> yeah, you're... I was I was uh, actually working on this story before COVID, but because I knew the the new Land uh, Cruisers coming. But I forget the guy's name, but there there is a chief engineer of the Land Cruiser, and so the way Toyota does their reliability, they have like one round of reliability testing all vehicles go through, right? Then there's a second round that all the SUVs go through, and then uh, there's a third round where it's only uh, uh, Land Cruisers and the Prados, which is the little baby Land Cruiser, which we don't get, but we do get as a Lexus GX, GX 470, but, yeah, uh, 460 now, yeah, that's right. Uh, and it's it's this insane round of testing where apparently the last time they actually like took the cars and like you know back when it was uh, well it was war zone they drove through Iraq uh, as part of the development went camping in Iraq like you know 
just like, like apparently the chief engineer is a real classic Japanese eccentric and just just goes nuts. So I was gonna try and like embed myself like under embargo to see how they're developing the new one, but the COVID just kind of like the whole story fell apart. But they are really extra engineered, like in a in a in because everyone's always like, oh, it's just the forerunner, you know. It's, like, no, it's, it's not. No, anything yeah. at Toyota, and I was trying to explain this earlier, and you could probably explain it better, but uh, anything with that Land Cruiser badging on it has, again, gone through that extra love, yeah. extra engineering, extra durability. And what, are you talking gussets? Like, what? I don't understand. Extra welding than, you know, maybe, you know, the bad, bad example, but maybe on a Corolla, it's three spot welds per centimeter, and on the Land Cruiser, it's 50 spot welds per centimeter, yeah, something, you know, like that kind of thing. Thicker metal. Stuff like that. Probably, it's probably stuff like that in the, in the suspension. Long story short, you know, like when the the engineers who you know get paid to break prototypes, you know, you know, you any car can be broken. It's just it's just you know it's it's how much is it going to cost you to be able to go with that extra, you know, uh, a couple. What's the word I'm looking here? Like a few more tenths. Well, it's like diminishing returns, right? Yeah. Well, and the other yeah, thing exactly. is not only how it also depends on what breaks, right? You may take the same jump, and one might break something that's easily fixable on the trail, and something next to it maybe bends the frame in half, right? So it's that yeah. that standard of engineering and robustness that goes into making sure that those vehicles are survivable off road in really harsh conditions. And Chopper, what did you break on yours? Anything? I mean, not on the rollover, uh, but I, I, on my on my rollover, or just overall. Just overall. The only thing that ever failed on it was a fuel pump. Okay, <laughs> which go anyway, and, right? and that wouldn't be that wouldn't be a Land Cruiser specific part, anyways. So. No, you just go down to the auto parts store. I think it was actually a GM part. Yeah, and yeah. I drove back another hundred miles, hitchhiked back, and the guy's like, "Hey, just replace these two bolts and cook." And I was like, "Cool." Back on the road. I left yeah, my, my job. Yeah, a buddy of mine, uh, Paul Williamson, who he, I don't know what he's doing now at Toyota, but he used to run Lexus University, which would. Yeah, taught everything it, about Toyota and the brand and Lexus and the brand to journalists and anybody else that um, needed to learn. Yeah, it was more like dealer training, but yeah, it was like if Lexus was going into Peru, they'd have to like train the dealers like what a Lexus is. But anyways, he um, used a Lexus LX. So that, that again, it's just a Lexus. It's, it's a Lexus Land Cruiser, but it has hydraulic suspension. That's the only mechanical difference. Um, and he stock, he did the Baja 1000 twice he, as a support vehicle for Toyota's entries. And he did it two years in a row in a, in a stock, like, you know, like LX, like this is what you would buy <laughs> from a Lexus dealer. Awesome. And he broke the, um, one year, just one year, he broke the cover that goes over the trailer hitch. That's it. I thought and, you were going like, to tell me yeah. the cup holder and, was broken. And I guarantee you the next year, that wasn't a problem. I think they took it off before the race the next year. I've, I've actually been <laughs> that on a standard Land Cruiser. It's just a little flimsy piece of plastic. But yeah. it's pretty – I mean, you know what the Baja 1000 is, right? I mean, it's pretty incredible that any stock vehicle can do it without any damage. And, and two years in a row, it's just it, – it, 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 no one really gets these vehicles. And they're just, they're just designed to a point – I mean, the other story I always tell people was a friend of mine, she has a, a Range Rover, right? She likes it. Uh, it's like two or three years old and everything's starting to go wrong with it. Like the glass is breaking, you know, just the typical electronics, whatever, like just Range Rovers, like the, the door doesn't work, you know, just normal Range Rover stuff, right? The door doesn't so, work. So just, you know, <laughs> You'd be surprised it, 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 what, out, what yeah. types of things don't work. Well, usually after a the door years. handles break yeah, off. One of those right? brands the, where you lease it, you don't buy it. Right. Yeah. The, the tires stuff where, you know, the normal Range Rovers. <laughs> anyway, 
so I happened to, I was borrowing a, a Land Cruiser and we went up there and she's like, yeah, I really love my Range Rover. And she's a photographer and she actually goes off road to take pictures of trees or whatever. She's like, I love it. I need the off road capability, but uh, you know. and I go, well, what about this? And she's like, oh, it's a, you know, obviously they're wealthy. And she's like, that's oh, a Toyota. I'm like, well, yeah, it is, but it's a, the Land Cruiser. And she's like looking, she's like, I don't know, leather's really nice. And she's like, I, I, just, I, don't, I really don't get, why is it $90,000? Anyhow, fast forward the next day, a friend of theirs has like a, you know, a, I don't know, an airplane hangar filled with exotic cars and he knew I was there and he wanted to come talk to me and he drives over in his Land Cruiser and it's a, it's a, a I think it was a year 2000 Land Cruiser and she's like, wait a second, you have a Land Cruiser, you have a Land Cruiser, like wh what am I not getting here? And I, I go to the guy, I go, so, hey, you know, how many miles does that thing have on it? He goes, oh, we just cracked 200,000. I go, what's broken? And he stops and he thinks, he goes, nothing. Nothing's ever broke. And he goes, yeah. I'm never going to, it's the only car I have I'm never going to sell, you know, so. But that's the same it, problem. That that issue that she had is the same issue. That's the reason the vehicle's probably going away because Americans like, it's a Toyota. It's not a prestigious brand. Even no, with the Lexus no, no, badge. No, 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 no I don't think so. No, no, no. Now we're talking they, Land Cruisers. Wait. It's no, it's I, not. It's a freaking Toyota to too many no, people. No, well, not not Land Cruiser. It's special. I hear what I hear what you're saying, but here's the thing. So they only sell. I fear what the number is. It's like three thousand a year. The thing to know about that though is they're never at the dealership. Every single one is ordered. Like I, I yeah, think it's bought before it gets there. Yeah. So the average time a Land Cruiser spends on a dealership is like measured in hours, where almost every other car, almost every other car in the world is days or months. Yeah, usually it's so, like 60 days is the industry standard. But what does that have to do with, I'm not trying to be argumentative, I don't care, I saw it on the on the freeway, on the 405, I don't know that it was only on the dealership for uh, f two hours, it's, a, it's still a Toyota to me. Right, no, so what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is that the, the, they have no problem selling the, the, the very few they, they bring in. The reason they bring in so few, here's the other thing, so First of all, they haven't spent a nickel marketing or, or any kind of ads or anything. They don't have to. It's just an automatic 3,000 sales a year of a vehicle that doesn't cost them all that much to build. So it's, very, it's a very profitable per unit vehicle. But the, the factories that build the Land Cruisers, and by the way, Land Cruisers are essentially hand-built where almost everything else Toyota makes is you know just a, 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 a robotic assembly line. The factories are what, what's called landlocked. And what that means is they're inside Toyota City and there's no way to physically make the factories bigger. So they're not going to spend any money on marketing or advertising because if there was more demand, they could not yeah, produce any more. could not keep up. Mm. They just couldn't do it. They just couldn't do it. There's, there's, a, there's X amount go to Australia, X amount go to the Middle East, 8,000, 9,000, 10,000, whatever it is, go to North America. And um, you know, Japan. That's basic, there's also the Prado factory, you know, so what, but, but my point is that their, their output has been capped for 20 years. They cannot make more now with the new one they're probably gonna like have another factory somewhere um that, that makes land cruisers it, it, it might be in mexico might be in uh mississippi but so so it the point is it, it's it, they have no problem selling them it's not it, the customers don't say oh ninety thousand, i don't want it they say like yep I, like please give me that in fact i'm special ordering it i don't i'm not even gonna go to a showroom I just, i'm just gonna call a dealer and be like i'd like a land cruiser please and, and, you know, you look at some of the things that have made them so reliable over the years, like, you know, the F or the FC engine or even both. It's been a while since I've looked into it. 
but like there's no timing chains. There's no plastic parts. It's all a gear-driven engine. Right. So there's th- there's yeah. nothing to wear out and go wrong. That's why you see a lot of these things, 250, 300, 350,000 miles. Well, yeah, you got to replace the rubbers and you got to replace the, the belts and things like that, bushings, those types of wear items. But you don't have to pull the engine apart for an overhaul. Usually it's the, the thing that causes you to do that is the, uh, is the bell housing, you know, or the seal at the back of the engine that right. will start leaking. And that's what goes wrong. You know, I mean, it's just, it's amazing how durable and reliable those things are. And the straight sixes before the V8s came out, you know, they're just, they're yeah, sure. s- balanced, they're smooth, they're rugged. There's not a whole lot to go wrong. They just, they just work. Yep. Uh, they're super, they're super cool vehicles. I, I just love them. And it's, it's just, it's a shame they are going away. Now, you want it, you want it, uh, breaking news. You want some breaking yeah, news? Yeah, yeah. Oh, hold on, hold on. We wait, have breaking wait, news wait, right here. Hold on, hold on. All right. So, Okay, so there, there. Okay, so two things. One was there was there was just a patent filing or a copyright filing for a name, which was I think it's Grand Highlander or Highlander Grand. I, I can't saw remember. that. So everyone's misinterpreting it, thinking it's just a stressed Highlander. It's not. It's probably going to be the Sequoia replacement, and um, the Sequoia replacement will probably get a TRD version. And so, in Toyota's mind, that will appease uh, Land Cruiser aficionados, but it won't. A couple of them, but of course, the hardcore Land Cruiser fans will never be satisfied with anything that's not bad as the Land Cruiser. And isn't hand built like a Land Cruiser? Yeah. So, according to uh, my source, sources, let's just say, Uh, okay, yeah, in 2026 or seven, the Land Cruiser will triumphantly return to America. Hopefully, hopefully Lexus will be over the hump. That's they'll, the wrong one. You got to do the clapping. No, he was he was giving some breaking news. Oh, okay, all right, so, we got to get no, back that, to the crowd. That, oh, really? You yeah, yeah, crowd, crowd so, needs to cheer. So that's the that's the latest. Wait, hold on a second. Let him applaud. <laughs> hold on. Hey, look at that guy in the back. He really loves Land Cruisers. <laughs> I can hear him. Do you hear him hooting and hollering back there? All right, enough, guys. That's enough. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's the that's the latest I heard is that there are they, they've realized they realized they've you know they kind of made a mistake, um, and that it really is bumming a lot of people out, and uh, so it'll just go away for four years, and at the mid cycle refresh they'll it'll bring magically it, uh, reappear. Mm. Magic Land yes, Cruiser because, dust because, will be sprinkled on the industry once again. Yeah, um, because there will be this new factory, and they will be able to have increased capacity supposedly so all right one, one get, thing i want to add real quick while we're on the topic yep. of sequoia and trd so we recently did our four-wheeler suv of the year testing and we had the uh the new tahoe z71 the new gmc yukon at4 we had the uh, land rover defender and we yep. had the uh, toyota sequoia trd pro and yep. i'm not going to tell you who won i'm not going to tell you um uh any of those juicy bits but i will say That's true. It is embargoed, at least I think until next week. Um, Mm -hmm. So the thing that was interesting is I'm not a fan of the Sequoia. It's it's IRS. It's based on the Tundra platform. The interior is the oldest thing on – it's just – you get into it. Is it it, made out of Naugahyde? No, it's (laughs) made out of uh, concrete plastic. Okay. Uh, Nothing is soft touch. It's not wicker? Except it has giant lazy boys in it. (laughs) Come on. I mean, the seats are massively huge and comfortable. It's a great driving car. Um, the thing that surprised I was gonna say, me, I, I did, I did a, I did a Colorado to LA road trip. Through, yeah, like Utah in it. Yeah, and I kind of was like, yeah, I get it. It's cool. 
So that's the thing. I was going to say, so uh, the GM twins did not have adaptive cruise control, but this old-ass Sequoia did, <laughs> believe it or not, which is yeah, crazy because they brand-new platform, redesigned everything. I'm like, why isn't there adaptive cruise in the GMs? Anyway, that aside, <gasps> I will— There is. They just didn't— Yeah, yeah it wasn't on the model. I know you can get it. Yeah. Um, but no. what's interesting is at the end of the day, it was almost scary because the Sequoia is so old, but it has the yeah. TRD Pro Fox upgraded shocks on it, and we were hucking it through stuff. And through the the you know uh, washes and things like that, and every person on the test is like, I don't really want to admit this, but out of all these vehicles, <laughs> this one, if somebody said just go drive off road, here's the keys, that's what we would choose every time. Hmm. Now it wasn't yeah, the best yeah, in yeah. everything, but there's just something within that Toyota DNA where the yeah. Sequoia actually was fun to drive off road. And you might think, well, what about the Defender? And I'm mixed on the Defender. For me, there's a couple core issues of the Defender. Uh, one is it the styling's all wrong. If the Defender was called the Discovery 6, it would be all okay in my book because that's essentially a better Discovery than the Discovery is, but it's not necessarily the Defender that I think people really wanted. The other thing is, yes, you can go in and do different things for, I want to turn my lockers on, I want low range, but it's within the screen, within the screen. There's not hard buttons where you can do it. It's sort of, I call it the sophisticated gentleman's wheeler because what happens is the car is is changing the configurations as you're driving based on the mode you're in, and it's actually pretty good at that. However, if you're a driver, to undo all the nannies to where you could set it up, you have to have a certain level of their terrain response system, you have to pre-program it, and in the case of ours, the screen went dead during our test, and you couldn't access any of the four-wheel drive functions. So now well, that, that's the that's yes. Uh, so I mean, that's every, critical every, failure I, right there. Yeah, I, I agree with everything you said. That said, the Defender's awesome. They should have separate buttons, like the Land Cruiser does for yes. all the off-road stuff. Yes, that should that should be seen as like the ignition switch and the volume knob. Hundred um, percent. And they know that they they should know that. Um, but you know, it's cheaper just to put everything in the screen, as you know. Because you don't have to worry about physical buttons, you just more software. I will say, once you program a couple different modes, and I got to play with this, yeah, it's pretty freaking cool to like have your own customized, like you know, loose dirt mode, your own customized rock mode. Yeah, I will say, out of all the independent air suspension vehicles I've ever driven off road, and and it's everything from a Grand Cherokee and a Ram Rebel to previous generations of the Land Rovers uh, or Range Rovers and and, uh, and Land Rovers as well. I will say for a factory adjustable air suspension, they have it dialed. It was the most forgiving. Oh, yeah. Air, Air, if you know, is really hard to modulate off-road yep. because yep, of the yep, way yep, the yep. PSI ramps up and things like that. It's not very smooth. Their bottom-out control was the best I think I've ever felt in an air suspension vehicle. Now, is that enough yeah. to make me love it off-road? It was pretty capable off-road. It was pretty good. It'll do a lot of things that will surprise a lot of people. It's it's more than you think, but it, it's not to the level where I would prefer that suspension over a steel spring suspension, but I do have to hand it to them. I've never but, felt air suspension that had that much bottom-out control. Yeah, and here's the thing. Once you get back on the road, I mean, how good is the ride quality? It's great on the highway, minus the blind spots. Um, it's <laughs> <laughs> like the option, the optional blind spot. Well, um, uh, not optional on the 110, <laughs> mandatory. Which is horrible. I, I, I was, I speaking uh, of yeah. being blacklisted by Land Rover or by manufacturers, I, I definitely was, uh, uh, Land Rover was upset with me after my review of the Defender 110 with my comments about the designer pointy shoes being the only thing that fits <laughs> in the rear bumper steps and the uh, 
you know, optional blind spots on the side and all that. So uh, anyway, uh, so a, yeah. a little birdie, a little birdie told me that um, the 90 is even better than the 110 just because they've had an additional 12 months yeah. to just sort everything out. So like the the off the off road stuff is going to be even better. Not not and not just because of the short wheelbase, but just like just everything like functionality of the screens and blah blah blah. They've had another year. To God, I hope so because really I go I really wanted to like it. To me, again, it just. It it's a great Discovery Six. It's a wonder. It's so much better than the Discovery Five is right now. It's it's just it's leagues above it. But I don't get into it, drive it, see it, and go, oh man, Defender. You know? Yeah. Except that I mean, have you driven a lot of old Defenders? No, I have. I have, and I I know that the they're steering wheel is not centered, and you're they're bad. You're, yeah, they're I know. I know. Really, they're I know. actually really your shoulder really is bad. buried and, into the seatbelt. You know, hook and. and and yeah. and despite what British people say, they're not that great off road. They're like yeah. super heavy. They're top super heavy. heavy. What did, yeah. did you just say? Yeah. Despite what British people say, <laughs> yes, yes. Well, if you talk to a British you know, they're like, oh, it's so much better than a Jeep. Anything? Yeah, it's like, not. It's like it's. It looks good. It, yeah. it was a good design. But I, I think yeah. the new one looks really good. Are those the same um, people that uh, claim Jaguars are the uh, highest performance <laughs> vehicles on the planet? Yeah, they do. They like their yeah. hooch over there. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I mean, look, I, I love the new Defender. I'm, I'm, I was, I was, I was not prepared to be that impressed by it, based on having driven the Discovery, which is an absolutely forgettable vehicle. Oh, dude, how, Discovery how 5. do you have a vehicle that is not only harsh but also wallows at the same time? Yeah, no. They, and if you, if you, if you get them drunk enough, even the. You know the PR people will tell you like that was they'll, that was a mistake. Yeah, they'll say it's not their best work, is what they'll say. Yeah, it's hilarious. not their best work. And they, you know, they they sort of they sort of just quickly took a Range Rover and made a, a three row out of it. And yeah, just kind of like cheapened it in a lot of ways. Who, who's um, the clientele for these things? Meaning Newport Beach is that? Is no, that what it is? everybody. No, 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 you're going to see defenders everywhere. Because remember, they start that that three row. Yeah, fifty. One ten starts at fifty. Yeah. Here, um, here's what I think it is. The the thing that I do like about it is. It's bigger. It's not as big as, like, let's say a Yukon, right? But it's bigger nope. than a, a Wrangler JL or a Forerunner. Yep. So the yep. beauty yep. is, is they've got this the the shifter on the console, which I don't necessarily like because the shifter actually blocks some of the controls. But that aside, what it does is it opens up the front seat where you can get that jump seat in the, between the front, or you have a pass through. So for me, what it is is it's a Range Rover minivan replacement. If you need seating for seven say, or wait, eight, say that again: a Range Rover minivan replacement. Yes. Yeah. Or a Land Rover, I should say, to okay. be proper. But what, you can go into the back seats between the front seats like you can in a minivan. It holds more passengers than anything else in its class. It's you know I think it's maxed out at eight in America. Um, so if you have a family and you need that minivan capability, that minivan size for cargo, that minivan room, but you want to be a lot more stylish, it's a great. You'll see a ton of those in Newport Beach where people got into one of those yeah. instead of a minivan. Yeah, but you, you'll see them everywhere. I mean, if you if you think about like. You know the off-road capability you get out of the box, and remember, like you know the the fifty thousand dollar one is going to have probably better actually because it's on smaller wheels. Uh, you know it's going to have the capability that all the the eighty thousand dollar one tens have. Look at like you know like like a a, a Jeep uh, Rubicon. You know they're they're sixty five thousand dollars out the door. So they they really nailed it with the price, and 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 it goes both ways. I think it's going to be an aspirational vehicle for a lot of people. And then a friend of mine. Uh, who's six foot nine? I should point this out. But anyways, he's a wealthy guy, and he's he's like, hey, I'm, I'm, my lease on my third Range Rover is coming due. I'm thinking like maybe an S class or a seven series, something like that. You know, uh, he goes, I'm just, I mean, I'll fit, but I'm six nine. It's always tight. I go, dude, check out the new Defender. 
just just check it out. And he bought he went and like sat in it and bought it just straight away. And he's like, I love it. I love it better than my Range Rover. And again, the Range Rover, you know, it starts at a hundred. Probably, you know, by the time you lease it in LA, it's probably a hundred and twenty thousand dollar vehicle, if not more. And he got, you know, a fully loaded Defender was like 82, 83. So you're going to have a lot. They're going to sell like hotcakes. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's gonna special be like the Wrangler where market. it's unique looking and it has such a wide price spread where people on the bottom side are going to feel like they got something luxurious. People on the top side are going to feel like they got something cool. It's, it's yeah. one of those special vehicles that kind of fits in the middle there. Yeah. Now, Chopper, up, you're up in Idaho, right? So are you seeing the clientele for I've something been, like this? I've been sitting here biting my tongue for the last 10 minutes. <laughs> Nothing gets my blood pressure going higher than that vehicle. Really? Yeah, that's the COVID Cadillac, man. <laughs> if you explain. live, if you live in a mountain town, yeah, every jackass. Can I say jackass? Sure. Yeah, 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 you can. Every yeah. jackass from Southern California, Northern California, California in general. I don't know, Texas, New York. Uh, there's a Texas common there. I got for you too as well. But let's start. <laughs> you move to the mountains, and you think that that is the de rigueur. That's the vehicle that the locals drive. You're now you live in the mountains. And you got to buy this, you know. And the locals drive a clapped out to yourself four wheel drive that's yeah, still man. going after 25 you years. You got a 79 Oldsmobile station wagon with big <laughs> studded tires in the back, right? Like people there, it's that and the Raptor, actually. Really? The Raptor is super hot in the mountains right now. All the all the folks that decide they're going to move to the mountains for 12 months <laughs> to get out of like whatever, you know, Armageddon they're living in <laughs> have like cashed in. They've bought their like, you know, second, third home. Got the kids ski pants and then bought one of those, you know, <laughs> defenders. And they pull in the parking lot, and you can just tell people want to run their ski poles down the side of them. It's, it's <laughs> well, wow, funny you, should, you should feel the venom. Oh, hold on, funny he should say that because uh, Land Rover does offer from the factory a wrap on the defender. So uh, oh, ski pole away, true. you hey, just turn Drew. it in and take yeah. it off. Yeah, sorry, Johnny. <laughs> no, 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 but, but I mean, think no, about Johnny's a Land Cruiser guy. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 think about uh, I love the defender too. But no, I'm just saying. Think about uh, what you're saying is that they're are, they're already selling like crazy. You know, I mean, <laughs> this, I mean this thing's it's barely a- out. And remember, it's aspirational because of, because of COVID. You know, uh, you know everything's just delayed. So you know, dealers are already marking them up like nuts out, out here in Southern California. But it's it's interesting to hear that you know they're showing up in Idaho because oh. uh, you know it's only been on sale for four months. You know, so that's that's great. Yeah, if you're trying to if you're trying to like blend in, do not drive that car in the mountains of Idaho. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I was up in truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> I was up in Big Bear, uh, which has to be the world's number one COVID spot uh, between between Christmas and New Year's. Apparently, people in Big Bear, there's no virus. But anyways, um, <laughs> by the way, uh, Big Bear uh, is the Idaho of Southern California. Yeah, yeah there was a lot of uh, new defenders up in Big Bear. Um, and, and I will say a lot of uh, Land Cruisers and uh, Lexus LX and GXs. We, we took a GX up there. A lot of Forerunners yeah. too, by the way. Yeah, but but that's it. But hold yeah. on a second. But you've got yeah. a lot of second and third homes up there, and so you're not you're not seeing a good cross section of you know. You're seeing, you're a good seeing cross section of what people. Oh, yeah, you are. What, you are. There's well, okay. I should say plenty of shacks. I mean, up look, there. You, you go into like Alex's. Not Alex. It's not Alex's bar. What's the place? The uh, Pappy and it was Harriet's? open. The bar was open. The, yeah. the bar was open. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, with the, you see the toothless dudes up there, right? And they're not yeah. driving those cars. But no, but all the all the driving, fake log cabins up on the hill. Anyway. <laughs> 
No, no, no. I, you, you, you're absolutely right. I, the people from Southern California that are going to Big Bear to the cabins, you know. They're on their practice uh, run for their move to Idaho, and they have to see how their defenders work up in the mountains. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, pr- pretty well, by all accounts. You know, hey, well. All right. Can I, 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 wait, wait, wait. I want to steer us back to Toyotas. Can I steer us back to Toyotas, John? I got a question for you. I've been thinking about this silently over here because I'm not an expert on any of this thing, all these, any things, but I, I think about things sometimes, sometimes too much. <laughs> now, I've got, a, I've got a 2014 Tundra. I absolutely love it. It's got a gigantic back seat, like huge. I, I mean, it's the biggest thing on earth. And hearing you talk about the size of the Sequoia seats. Yeah. Now, culturally, is there is any like connection between the move to Texas and the size of seats? <laughs> no, no, because that was all prior to the move. No, but, but the factory but the factory's been in Texas the whole time. So well, maybe. that's true. Good point. Mm. I'm just curious because... No one needs a back seat that big. I'd like to have another foot of bed. Well, yeah, like because you want to have you want to sell another foot of deck drawers. I just like to be able to lay down <laughs> yeah. the back of my truck when I get kicked out of the house. But I mean, you got like the, the Ram Mega Cab, right? I mean, that's a gigantic back seat that right. that reclines and folds down right. into a bed. But it's you a, get it's a, a back seat that does front seat things. But you that's can get right. a six half you can get a six half foot bed with that truck. Yeah, that's true. You, you know, the the, so the to, crew cab Tundra, you can only get a five and a half foot bed. Toyota's. Oh, what do they call it? Is TNA, I guess, Toyota North America? Yeah. The, pretty much, except for the Land Cruiser, really. Pretty much all the cars we get, uh, the Toyotas we get, are designed by Toyota North America and not by Toyota in Japan. So the, the Tundra and the Sequoia were designed by Americans. Um, it's just a Japanese-owned company. So, yeah, so the giant backseat makes sense. You probably would not see something like that out of Japan. All right, Johnny, question for you. If you were given two keys, one for a new Defender, one for a Land Cruiser, which one are you taking? Oh, that's a, t- that's a great question. That's a great question. Um, Better say the Land Cruiser. It, is it, is it, is it the, the Heritage? Yeah, it'll be whatever model you want of either one. Okay. Boy, that's, really, that's a really tough one. Um, I think for me, I'd, I'd go Land Cruiser. Uh, mm. Okay, you can stop the uh, drum roll. Oh, okay. I think you should do the uh, the game show music. Oh, you, you want to do that? His really? answer. But really? can, can I can I say but? Yeah. Um, there are there are two V8 engines coming out for the Defender. Um, so right now it's a oh, it's sorry. a 400. I want to say 405 horsepower, mild mild hybrid inline six yes. is the big engine. Okay. But there's going to be a V8, which is probably going to be a BMW V8, and there's going to be an SVR V8, so it'll probably be a 500 and then a 600 horsepower V8. So I'd like to drive the 600 horsepower before you commit. Before I fully commit, we're talking today, pre uh, pre anything yeah. cool coming. Uh, out today. I, I'd probably. I mean, ugh, it's tough. Because, you know, it's going, you're going on record. They, they weigh the same. They're both 5,700 pounds. They make the same power. Um, they both have useless third rows. One has they, arguably hey, newer way, tech. Yeah, but like the 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 Toyota Tech is bad, but it'll never yep, break. Right. The Land Rover Tech is it's great, good, but it always breaks. Break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so true. I don't know. That's a really tough question. I, like I said, a little little bit uh, heritage Land Cruiser, just because of the bronze wheels and the old school logo on the. Side. I don't like. I don't like. I've to, I'm I'm gonna come out against roof racks unless you really need them. I hate driving around with an empty roof rack. It's uh, well empty, of course, it makes all sorts yeah. of noise and stuff. Yeah, I hate it. I, I've said I hate so it. So he didn't choose uh, then. He chose the Toyota. Okay, I'm taking wheels. the Toyota. Heritage. I'm taking the okay. Toyota. Plus the aftermarket support. I have, I have a buddy of mine. He probably has some of Chopper stuff, but he has a fully kitted Land Cruiser with the slide out, everything, and the the All right, recovery fully gear. kitted Land Cruiser Heritage Edition or Ram TRX. <sighs> Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> 
Oh. Johnny won't answer publicly. Listen to this. He knows the right answer, no, no, but he won't I, give I, it to I, us. I'm weighing. I'm weighing. I think. I think the ram is actually so much better. Off <laughs> I really, wow. I, it is. I, I gotta. You know. But Sean, I. I. I, I want to do something like hardcore with the ram. I want to see exactly how right. crazy it I, is. I have an idea, but we have to. We have to pitch it to Ram. What if yeah. we did L.A. to Vegas, but all off road? Yeah, done. Hey, can, can we, we do it in a day? Like, yeah, in a day. Yeah. In a day. Or yeah. or L.A. to Vegas through Death Valley. Yeah, I've done that. That's great. Let's go. We should get two vehicles and see how fast we could do the all dirt version of getting from point oh, A to point the, B. The Ram would crush everything. Come on. <laughs> you got to be able to sell that. I, I, I love mean, that's I perfect love for how motor light, trend. Lightning's funny because Lightning's always like it's a race. It's a TR. You're Mr. TRX. Is it that good? It's that good, dude. It's that Dude, good. It, tur- it turns into a sports car off-road. It's, kind- it's yeah. weird. It's, it's a funny car because it's kind of sloppy on-road. Like, it's, it's, it gets big, 7,000 pounds. You put it in the dirt, and it just – it's like It becomes it's a like Miata. It's like a penguin. Yeah. It's like a penguin, <laughs> right? Like a penguin, they waddle around, you know. And then it on, gets into on, water on to swim, and it's like a bullet. Boom. Yeah. Chopper, so have dolphin. you been in one? No, I've only yeah. uh, I've only watched the videos online of, oh. of Holman getting gnarly. Dude, it's so, it's so good. It, it's shocking. I was I – was, it's rare that I have like jaw in the lap yeah. moments with new cars. Uh, I mean, honestly, the last time was probably when the Raptor came out. Yeah, so I'm like, I, I get that. I can't believe this is from a factory. Yeah, and I could not believe like at the end of the 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 our time with it, the least interesting thing about the Ram was the 702 horsepower. I would agree that with was, that. It's yeah, one of those things I, I, where you feel, and I've said it on the show before. It, the the powertrain you feel like is gratuitous. It it fires up with a sharp crack and a bark, and it's almost like, do I really want to drive this every day? It's is it going to be too high strung? And it's not. It feels like the perfect truck engine for it. It's fast. It's 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 hairy chested. It's like an ape, but it doesn't necessarily feel like <laughs> seven hundred and two horsepower, right? Except <laughs> it, until you see the times. Like it's so deceiving because it's so yeah. big and heavy. You just the, the, it's enjoyable, but it's you start finding other things about the truck that you find more interesting and more enjoyable. It's weird. Yeah, no, the the ride quality is incredible. But again, I, I could not believe we had that that Jeep Mojave. Yeah, uh, or the Gladiator Mojave. Did you see the uh, post on my Instagram of me taking the Mojave over the whoops no, after that on, TRX? Pa- time out for a second. A- Emmy no, Hall, wait, wait. Emmy Hall called that the stapler. Oh, hold on a second. Hey, bro, <laughs> wait. You're from SoCal. It's not the Mojave. It's Mojave. It's Mojave. Come on. I don't- Come on, I'm tired, man. I'm, I'm tired. Some, He's from L.A. It's Mojave. also Rodeo Drive, so. Mojave. Mojave. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Mojave. 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 I'm going to race, race across the Mojave in my TRX. Mojave. Mojave. There you go. You got it. Yeah, so anyways, it was like like the the Mojave was was soaking up the bumps as well, but it was like it was, felt drunk. It was different. Compared, yeah, it it'll felt do drunk it compared to the 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 T Rex. The amount the of speed you can like, carry in the Mojave is very um, is very overwhelming. It's solid axles yeah. and it shouldn't go that fast and it and it shouldn't feel that good. But then it, it just it, look it doesn't have the steering to keep up with no. the, what the speeds it can do in the dirt. But like right. God, the T Rex is like. It was, like, it was like a sports car out there. It was, it was yeah. crazy. Yeah, I'm still shocked by that. I, I, I still it's pretty damn good. Yeah, so I would, I'd probably take the T-Rex. All right. Well, uh, this is uh, our friend Johnny Lieberman. If you want to follow him on Instagram at Johnny Lieberman, J O N N Y L I E B E R M A N. And if you thought he was interesting, uh, you know, audio-wise, he's even more interesting in print. 
Oh, <laughs> well, his video, he does everything. He does videos, he writes, he also does, uh, his Instagram is fascinating because he's always putting up things about watches and fancy cars he's gotten to drive and always with a, a backstory and some opinion with it, which is which is great. And What's uh, the most expensive watch you've ever uh, adorned? Oh, not that, probably the one I'm wearing right now. I, I've actually never really had a, worn a very expensive watch. Oh, a friend of mine let me borrow his, it's called an IWC Big Pilot, which is probably mm. $10,000, $11,000 watch. I, I wore that around. But I, yeah, I, watches are weird. I, it's one of those things, like, I've, I've always been fascinated with them. And I wore G-Shocks forever because I just didn't have the money to buy anything more than that. And then the last couple of years, financially, my wife and I doing better. So I, I bought a couple watches recently, and I've kind of, started a side gig like reviewing watches and it's been a lot of fun but you know the whole like here's a hundred thousand dollars on your wrist thing is just so bizarre to me but well then, wait, if, but, if you're reviewing watches are you like doing ap's you know or, or like what are you if you're do you like the expensive ones the the bespoke well, watches are you reviewing yeah, I mean, I, G-Shocks? I, I, did, you, I, I did you're talking about ap i tried try to get a royal oak what i'm doing right now is there's a company a, a little plug even though they don't pay me anything. Um, this company, uh, Crown & Caliber, they sell used watches. And so what they do is like me, Spike Ferenstein, who has a podcast, and Matt Farron, who has a podcast, they send us watches. We wear them for like a month, do a couple posts about them, review them, and then just send them back. So it's you know it's, it's cool. It's, I don't get paid, but something new, something different. I've been doing cars a long time. And but he I also had, uh, say, changed over to uh, Randy Pope's uh, uh, old helmets is the other thing that Johnny's doing these days. Oh, yeah. the hel- Well, I'll take that in a second. Uh, but um, – <laughs> But I, I said the, the, I, this month they were going to send me a Royal Oak, which is a, probably, I don't know, thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 watch. Beautiful watches. They're great, but uh, they sold it before it got to me, so I, I, I never got it. So there you have it, our worldly friend Johnny Lieberman, who uh, <laughs> has been on more podcasts than anybody who actually has their own podcast. I think That's true. <laughs> hey, real quick, though, that helmet, Randy Post oh, helmet. Yeah. Um, speaking of crazy cars, I'm driving on Friday the McLaren Elva which is a car that does not have glass in anywhere. There's no windows. There's no windscreen. It has a uh, virtual windscreen, which is it sucks in air and blows it up at like a, I don't know, 100-degree angle in front of your face to keep, like, bugs away. I know the perfect um, spot in Utah to, uh, <laughs> to test that. <laughs> and, uh, well, when I was talking to them, they're like, yeah, it works, but above 45 miles an hour, it really doesn't work. So get a helmet. And then my full, I broke my full-face helmet. And long story short, it's a very long story, but Randy just sent me his old one because I needed it really quickly. Going back to this helmet, it, yeah. you know when you – the little Lego guys, right? Mm-hmm. And you yeah. know how you can get their, like, bell-looking kind of racing helmet that snaps over their funny faces? Yeah. And they use yes. the same helmet for astronauts or uh, race car drivers? Yes. That is what Johnny looks like wearing Let me see. the old uh, the old helmet. Oh, that's – oh, my God. <laughs> well, apparently I, I own that astronaut like, right there. <laughs> apparently I look just like Nigel Mansell, the uh, British F1 driver with the giant – mustache so that's like half the comments are like hey Nigel Mansell look at that is that your COVID mustache going on there I actually shaved it off and started over I did twice already that's just Johnny has a uh, 9 a.m. shadow yeah no I've I've, I've shaved my beard off uh well once now he just does it for sport (laughs) (laughs) yeah no I'm not not kidding I, I, I took it off completely in July 
And then, like, in November, I just, like, I don't know, seven on the trimmer <laughs> so all the way down. He, he takes it off, right? And so I think I wrote something on his Instagram, and like, we can't be Beard Brothers anymore. Yeah, something like that, because I was so disappointed. Then the next time I saw him, he had a full beard again. <laughs> I was like, jeez, man. Because I told you, don't worry about it. <laughs> I've, had, I've had a full beard since, like, eighth grade. It's horrible. <laughs> on his back. Yeah. <laughs> well, that too, but that's another story. Uh, all right, man. Thanks for uh, coming on and uh, sharing yeah. your Land Cruiser knowledge and, I don't know, all the other weird places we went, like. Uh, Polish and uh, Portuguese sausages. We covered oh, watches, we McLaren. sausage talk. I think the people want, you know. Hashtag uh, sausage talk. Let's make it happen. Yeah, yeah. Let's not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we should do an Instagram uh, sausage collaboration video, you and me. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, because I would. Yeah, you, you do. Know, yeah, well, there's a, we, we'll talk offline. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, I'm, I'm, I've done it three times since our initial foray. And uh, there's, there's there's a lot to learn about cooking sausage and beer. Yeah, the yeah. Uh, it's uh, the the line's breaking up. I can't hear you right now, Johnny. It's uh, something's got to go. All right, <laughs> sausage and beer it is. All right, right, again, if you want to follow Johnny Lieberman at Johnny Lieberman on Instagram, a uh, prolific uh, Motor Trend personality, freelancer, watch reviewer, helmet wearer, and he gets to uh, drive way cooler stuff than I do. I'm jealous, and uh, we'll have you back on soon. We appreciate you making yeah. time again. Good to talk to all you. Chopper, nice to virtually meet you. Talk soon. Johnny, Thanks, Johnny. Cheers. Holman, Chopper, how are you feeling about doing a little truck news? I would take any kind of news over the news. All right. That's good. Here <laughs> we go. News <laughs> What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world of trucks? Ooh. Ooh, did you hear that echo outside? Wow, that was cool. What'd you think, Chopper? You're I, part I, of the uh. I didn't know that. I was totally caught <laughs> off guard. I, <laughs> Why are they posturing in the middle of this? <laughs> Why intro? is he trying to hit me in the head? <laughs> well, we, we both stood up at the set. Oh, I'm distorted here. Wow. Let me turn that down just one second here. Yeah, it started back with the uh, the Ant Sofa uh, studio in uh, Santa Ana, California. And I don't know, we just started, it felt like a natural place at the end of the song to go, Dude, uh, uh, right. Yeah. And then uh, every once in a while, Holman screws it up. He'll do some kind of extended, oh, uh, no, 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 or whatever. Holman makes it better. No, you don't make it better. I ever. do make it better. I make it I more think exciting. it's only good. So what we're looking for is like a snare drum. At the very no. end, Chopper, no. at the very end, we go, Truck uh. Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. I think it's, if no, you like we try the to variety. make a really snappy, uh. You so like the tight. variety of what we do. Then go ahead and let us know. Whatever. Truck Show Podcast at gmail. I think, I think Lightning has some control issues here. He really wants to like and, and if you control notice, the snare drum. That's that, people the don't snare realize drum runs this, the chopper. If you're sitting here in studio, I don't have any of the buttons. I don't control the volume. I don't but control the special effects. But you control what's coming out of your vocal cords. And sometimes it doesn't match our show. Yeah, you have one job, man. <laughs> I do have one job. I'm just over here waiting for it to go by. You guys have really come up in the world, though, i got to say. Why is that? I was a little bit afraid. You sh- I mean, that's fair. Everything about that, I thought maybe I was going to end up without a kidney by the end of that show. Oh, no, 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 no. We don't do any harvesting of body parts here. It's just straight, a straight <laughs> no, it was just It was that kind of neighborhood, though. <laughs> that was it that was, kind of It was sketchy. Now, we did find a naked man, naked man yeah. on uh, on a block. Yeah, I think yeah. that happened. Uh, that did happen. And then Lots we, of uh, police. We went to, yeah, we went and tried to find the police, yeah. We and, did, which we did. Yeah. Yeah, pointed him to the naked man. Mm-hmm. Lots of drug addicts walking why did, why by. Why did you call the cops on a naked man? Uh, because he was so high, he was doing a parkour uh, off our walls. And every time we looked outside, it was like full on just man. Jo- just Johnson swings <laughs> everywhere? Oh, man, it, impressive. It was, it was uh, impressive. yeah, it was the, the crack of dawn in the middle of the night. Oh, well, I don't know. You know. Everyone's got the jam. <laughs> All right, my jam's going to be news. All right, well, so did you hear? 
Uh, no. <laughs> the uh, Ford Maverick made an appearance on the interwebs over the past uh, week. and The uh, Ford Maverick. That is the little Bronco Sport-based Honda Ridgeline-like unibody pickup truck. Hmm. And somebody uh, shot a photo of it coming down the, uh, the pre-production line. And as much as I want to hate it, it actually looks pretty good. Really? Yeah, I found myself thinking myself was icky for liking it, but uh, it actually looks kind of cool. How are you feeling about the Bronco Sport now that it's roaming around the mean streets of SoCal? The Bronco Sport's cool. It's yeah. unbelievable how much um, capability is in that little guy. It sort of neatly splits the difference between, let's say, a Jeep Cherokee and a Jeep Compass Trailhawk, and uh, it's it's really good. It's got some uh, pretty cool suspension on it, and it's very capable off-road, and I think it'll surprise a lot of people. Are people going to mod it like they will the full-size Bronco? Uh, no, not like that. They're going to mod it like they're doing to Subaru XVs and things like that. So hmm. I think you'll see some of those lighter weight rooftop tents like a uh, you know Yakima or something like that, and some Max Tracks, probably a little spacer lift with a bigger tire, more aggressive tire. But yeah, for sure, people will uh, definitely be doing some sort of modification and push those little guys to the limit. But if uh, if that's any indication of what's coming in the little Maverick pickup truck, it could be cool. Now, uh, you know my stance on unibody pickup trucks. Not a fan. So I don't know what to call this. Is is it a Bronco Sport SUT? Much like the Ridgeline is a pilot SUT, I don't know, but I was I don't hate it. So I'm concerned that you don't hate it. <laughs> you should be because I'm <laughs> concerned I don't yeah. hate it. Hmm, okay. Uh, also, this week from Ford. Well, no, no, no. Did you hear? Oh, did you hear? Oh no! Uh, the next generation 2023 Ford Ranger was spotted uh, wearing camo, and this one does have an actual bed and is body on frame. Uh, you can't tell a whole lot. Looks similar to the current truck, although it's got a completely different front end. This will be the next generation of Ford's global platform. So right now the current uh, Ranger is on a T5. This will be the T6, the same platform that underpins the Bronco. Okay. Nothing? No. Ranger, Bronco, nothing? Mm, no. That Leaves this it? reviewer cold, no. Leaves this reviewer cold. Uh, did you hear? No, it I seemed did not. very dramatic for <laughs> just a news story. No, no. Uh, Jeep released the uh, photos of the 2021 Jeep Grand Cherokee L, oh. which is uh, the brand new platform. And it's uh, now going to be available in a three row, whereas the current Grand Cherokee has always been available in a two row. The two row will come later next year. And I have to say, it's uh, stunningly gorgeous on the outside, but the interior is going to win people over. The interior is. Uh, is next level. Are we seeing like a uh, Ram-esque 12-inch screen? Yeah, everything, you, everything you love it. Well, I believe it's a 10-something in the Grand Cherokee. Obviously, a smaller vehicle, not as much uh, real estate. But the uh, everything you love about the Ram 1500 in terms of interior design is even more next level in the new Grand Cherokee. Really? Here's a uh, here's a photo okay. of it. Ooh. Oh, well, hold on. Give me that woo again. I had your mic down. Ooh. There you go. Thanks, Chopper. Um, I mean, that will literally that is, compete against anything pretty, on the market. Ooh, I'm, I'm loving the diamond stitch on the bolsters on the uh, on the uh, seats there. Yeah, it's a, uh, a great-looking SUV. I think it's going to be another hit for Jeep. Uh, the Grand Cherokee, based on the old Mercedes M-Class platform, it goes back that far. But what's amazing is- Is that a, true? Yeah. Has it always been the case? Uh, well, uh this generation, the WK and WK2. I didn't know that. All the way back from the Daimler days. Uh, so this is based on a new uh, FCA uh, platform, and it's thoroughly modern, and it'll take Jeep into uh, you know the next decade. I think it'll be their bread and butter and the fact that you can get it as a three-row for the first time. 
and you still have the full-size Ram 1500-based Grand Wagoneer above it. So Jeep's about to get an influx of vehicles. And if you like that interior, for those who know the Compass, the Compass has a lot of that kind of, uh, for a little guy, Grand Cherokee-inspired uh, styling, but the interior is very just okay. It gets a new interior that's similar to that Grand Cherokee design language in a Compass. Powertrains all stay the same? Uh, powertrains, uh, there's going to be a, a plug-in hybrid coming, a 4xe. There's going to be a Pentastar 3.6 like you can get today, as well as a version of the 5.7 Hemi. So uh, it's a pretty nice uh, version. I don't think you'll see Hellcats in anything new going forward because of emissions and things like that. So mm. the reason Hellcat survives in the uh, TRX is because trucks over a certain gross vehicle weight rating have different uh, emissions requirements or standards. So, uh, no, I think uh, I think the days of shoving Hellcats and everything are uh, quickly coming behind us, unfortunately. Up there in Idaho, uh, Chopper, is it uh, Hellcat country or has it not gotten up there? Uh, you see a little bit of that. They're usually spinning sideways at the stop at the stoplights and you know, <laughs> taking out trying curbs. To, there's a lot of fishtailing going on on the roads up there. With those <laughs> Do you see more here. of those or uh, Mustangs getting sideways? Ah, you know, it's it's not really Mustang country either. I think you're you're probably like actually, you know, the the Sun Valley Cadillac is the old Jeep, you know, Wagoneer, wood panel on the sides. Big fan. Yeah, that's uh, that Big is fan. a classic. Did you see the uh, the mint the Love vintage that. green one I had? Oh, that thing is awesome. Oh man, that I, thing is beautiful. I wish it wouldn't have gone back already. We could have driven that up here, but oh. man, was that thing awesome. That's what I was hoping you're gonna pick me up in that thing at my oh, hotel. And sorry about that. All two people staying there are gonna be like, whoa. whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, did you hear? No, no, I did not. Are you sure? No. No, no. No. Well, uh, at the uh, virtual CES uh, GM, I don't know, video, virtual, online, follow me and my new products thing. What are you calling it? CES? What did you just call it? Yeah, it's their preview to what would have been CES. Consumer Electronics Show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I had forgotten about it. Did it just really? Uh, How do you well, forget about the biggest show, trade I mean, show in it Vegas? Just, it just doesn't. It used to back when. Well, because we used to go. When yeah, they I, had know, the, yeah I know. I oh. know. I know. But let's stick to trucks. Okay. Hey, uh, so that company <laughs> that has that weird new logo rhymes with trucks. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Ken. <laughs> um, that uh, GM company. You know, they have the silly little lowercase logo with like the little N dash and. Sure. Yeah, we talked about that on the last episode. Uh, Chopper, what's your uh, your take on the new GM logo? You've seen that, right? Uh. No, you haven't yeah, seen it. I mean, you know, things kind of have to they kind of have to wear on me whether I like them or not. I've seen a lot of logo changes I didn't like at first, and then by the end, you're like, yeah, that guy was smarter than I was. That's well, a good is job. it is and, it like mm. the uh, the front end of the Silverado? You know, when they came out with a new HD, and we're like, oh, like, what is that? And, and then now we it's normalized, and then it's normalized. I don't think I don't think that got normal for me. No, no. Really? To me, it's not the front of that on the higher trims like the High Country. It's oh, the mirrors. True. The mirrors right. still kill it for me. The, the lower mirrors. trim and the mirrors. Those mm. they just they just aren't right. It's sort of like a helicopter. You know, they're just they're just not right. They're useful. They serve a purpose. They just they're not they're just not right. And I know we have helicopter pilots who are listening going, Come on, man. But um Get how the they just, they just, yeah, just Well, think. you know, I just feel like that grill is just trying too hard. Uh, is it trying too hard to do what? Scare people? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Be it's, frightening? It's, it's I don't know. You don't like yeah, you don't like the Chevrolet. I don't like right. the Chevrolet spilled out either. I mean it's one thing to have Ford. Well, or Ram, or GMC, mm-hmm. um, but to have Chevrolet—it's just that's a lot. It's a lot of letters. It's trying too hard. Trying too hard. A lot of letters. Uh, anyway, uh, that General Motors for that funky new logo. 
just create a new company called Bright Drop. It's a new all-electric commercial delivery van, and uh, it's called the EV600. Bright Drop? Bright Drop. No idea why. Uh-huh. Uh, but the that's a new song by Dead Mouse. That's weird. Is that's that like one? The what a coincidence! Uh, the uh, Bright Drop EV600 is meant to compete against uh, the Canoe EV van, the Rivian Amazon EV delivery van, the Bollinger Electric Deliver E, the Mercedes uh, Benz E Sprinter 2.0, and the upcoming 22 Ford E Transit. Can we just back up and go through those names? Yeah, go ahead. All right, Rivian Amazon EV delivery van. <laughs> Bollinger Electric Deliver E. Now that's clever. I like oh, that. Oh yeah, delivery. Yeah, the canoe yeah. EV van. Mm-hmm. The E Transit feels like Ford did somebody else's homework. Yeah. As uh, as does Mercedes with the E Sprinter. Yeah. Anyway, the GM EV600 is based on the Ulti- Ultium. I still can't say it right. Ultium electric chassis, which you'll know from the GMC Hummer EV trucks, offers 600 cubic feet of cargo area. Uh, gross vehicle weight rating is 10,000 pounds or below. It'll offer fast charging on a 120-kilowatt DC, uh, and it will allow the van uh, up to about 170 miles of range in just an hour. So uh, with all these uh, EV vans coming out, I'm kind of curious. Uh, this was one I didn't see coming. Um, and see what you did there? Right? It should have been you didn't hear it coming. Damn it. See? Because they're silent. Uh, all right. Did you hear? No. Are you sure? <laughs> no! No! No, we did Have not. Have you heard of the Italian company Bremick? No. They have a logo that looks like a mix between a stealth fighter and Batman's head. Wait, what? That's their logo. <laughs> stealth um, fighter and Batman's head. Okay, I can see that. The cowl with the little pointy ears yeah. right at the top, right? You should uh, head over to Bremick USA. That's B-R-E-M-A-C-H USA.com. And check out their, uh, it's a California-based startup. How about new? And they are <laughs> importing Russian SUVs and pickup trucks, body on frame, solid mm-hmm. axles. And they're going to be selling them here in the U.S. for under thirty thousand dollars. The the twenty twenty two Bremick Taos, as well as the Brio, Brio, Brio. That's uh... you even pickup truck Brio. Yeah. <laughs> no. 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 How about no? <laughs> um, they're funky looking. They uh, especially the SUV looks like a mix between a Suzuki Grand Vitara. And a Suzu Viacross. Um, I can't even believe you came up with the name Viacross. Uh, thank you. And uh, do you even remember the Viacross? Uh, I think it was the pr- first production 4x4. I'm out of nose over here. Hold on. No. There I think go. it was <laughs> the first production 4x4, first production SUV that had reservoir shocks from the factory, believe it or not. Oh, no. They had the, uh, the Iron Man edition. It was built on the Suzu Rodeo platform. Iron Man, like, uh, like Iron Man Stewart? That say. Iron Man? Uh, Iron Man, like triathlon watches. Oh, gotcha. Uh, anyway, under $30,000, you get a five-year, 60,000-mile bumper-to-bumper warranty and a 10-year, 120,000-mile powertrain. You get a GM transmission. You get a touchscreen in the dash, front and rear heated leather seats, 18-inch wheels, uh, MP3 USB audio with four speakers. Uh, heated front windshield and side mirrors, air-conditioned cooled glove box, uh, again, the six-speed automatic, Wi-Fi, uh, USB, SD, and Bluetooth. You get remote ignition, and uh, it'll have all the normal stuff that you love, like ESP, ABS, off-road mode, hill hold control, traction control, hydraulic brake assist, 
cornering brake control. Um, and uh, for the price, it looks actually kind of looks cool. I think you can even get it with a uh, Eaton rear e-locker. So we're still talking about this uh, Russian-made thing. Yeah, with right? an air-conditioned glove box. I mean, air-conditioned glove box. So here, all right. So here's I think what, the SUV looks better than the pickup. So, so here's what you don't know. Okay. So uh, this this last weekend. Uh, I, I, I failed and did not give my wife a birthday present. I do know that. You do know, yeah, that's right. You do know that. I do know that. So Chopper, I, I, I suck and I was looking for a particular present. I'll just be, so she wanted a golf cart. We don't really need a golf cart. We have nor, a single car garage. Or do you live in a place where a golf I don't, cart would be I don't even useful. live close to a golf course. It's for going for walks. She, she grew up in Lake Havasu City where you had golf carts everywhere, right? Just roaming around, they all had licenses on them. So she wanted one, whatever. I start looking around. And they're they're out of my price range. They're all to get a nice one, an easy go, like lifted or whatever. They're all ten grand, right? To get a nice one, I go to I start going to golf cart places to see if I can find a deal. And this relates to this story here: is that I find these golf carts that are Chinese made, called uh, uh, Evolution. These have every bell and whistle. They have CarPlay. They have they have backup cameras. They have disc brakes. They got this. They got that. They got everything. But then you talk to the guy who sold golf carts forever, and he's like, "No, the crap." I, you know, I'm not saying. You, what makes them crap? Like unreliable. They're just unreliable. Or, yeah, unreliable. He says they have all the bells and whistles, so they're going. They, they just they had a giant checklist of everything American buyers would want. Just make, just bolt it on, make it happen, and they did. And uh, and the guy's like, "Well, you have all the bells and whistles, but it's unreliable." Now I don't know this to be the truth. I didn't buy one. Yeah, but, but for all something the that's driving were, one mile at a time. How but reliable do you is, need it? And the crazy is they have lithium-ion battery, a big battery pack under the seat, whereas a lot of the other ones just have those Trojan golf cart batteries. But they're like, look, Trojan golf cart batteries, well, they've been around for 50-some-odd years, right? And they're tried and true. And, and the guys are like, well, no, we've had this problem with these and this problem with those. And so I guess it goes back to, like, you you might have all the bells and whistles on this uh, Russian-made truck, but it doesn't mean it's good, right? I didn't That's what I'm up, saying. But it's got a big old warranty. UAZ Patriot is, the, uh, is what it's known as overseas. And they're planning on doing a bunch of uh, accessories, like rock rails and winches. And I mean, again, doesn't make it good. It just means it's like accessorized. Well, but it also comes from a place where it has to be rugged for war-torn streets and things like that in third-world countries. I mean, so does the golf knows? cart. <laughs> I don't think that's true, actually. Lake Havasu, man. Right? Uh, I, I said it was California-based. It's actually uh, Nevada-based, but still, uh, I, I'm going to try and reach out and get them on the show. Absolutely. Because I think it would be uh, interesting to hear uh, how it came to be and why now, and and maybe did they just find out that the mid-sized truck market is ripe for something different that looks like a caricature of itself? Yeah, it's got to be hard to get a new vehicle into this country, right? I mean, it's and at that price point, but you get a uh, 2.7 liter four cylinder with 150 horsepower. Um, mm, that sounds anemic. Final assembly will take place in uh, somewhere in Los Angeles. So, oh, but right okay. now they're based out of Gene, Nevada. So they're close. It's on oh. your way to Vegas. Yeah. So what I'm thinking is somebody either won or lost a bet in Vegas and is now uh, <laughs> the head of a car company, uh, an Italian car company importing Russian goods into the United States. Go figure mm-hmm. that one out. They're going to need, I think part of their lobby should have like the family tree mm-hmm. on it so you can figure out who came, what crazy uncle. No, is like, that, no the is logo who? is the sickle on top of a pizza. Is that what that is? Yeah. No. So, right? <laughs> no. 
All right, well, uh, I'm going to do my best to do some truck show podcast homework and uh, get a hold of anybody at Bremick who could come on the show and, I don't know, maybe convince you guys that this guy is, uh, I don't know, worthy of uh, consideration or not. I can be con- uh, convinced. Hey, open mind, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right, so Chopper, this is where you tell us, do you prefer blues or metal? Oh, metal every time. All right. Man, that hurts my throat. <laughs> hurts my ears. <laughs> Truck show! You guys could not see Holman blowing out. His you uh, hear it. nostrils were flared. His jugular was popping out of his neck. My beard wrapped around and my yeah. bald spot in the back of my head. Yeah. Mr. Screamo himself right mm-hmm. there. I didn't know you had that in you. Decked! <laughs> so Chopper is with Decked. And you have been working on a super secret project that we that our listeners have figured out that uh, some, <laughs> some of, of the them. listeners yeah. some of some listeners have done some sleuthing some uh, Sherlock Holmesing they got the little hat with the two the, the bill on either side of it right and they they have figured out what it is that you've made um, and I'd like to. This would be like they're going to be so stoked to those people that have got it right to hear it come out of your mouth. All right, we got but it for well, all those other the name of the product. So we need a drum roll. Oh, okay, hold on one second. It is on my uh, this one right here, and the name of the product that bears the decked moniker is the decked truck toolbox. Wait a minute, the deck truck toolbox? Yeah, no, you don't like it? it? You know how long it took us? We 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 whiteboarded that. <laughs> I have a, I have a, I'm wait, offended. Wait. I can't believe you don't like the name. I of have a product. better I have a better idea. Can you? Is it too late to change the name? How about oh, how about the, the deck t- truck no, hold toolbox? On. Stop! Hold on! Listen! Mm-hmm. Listen! I got it! I got it! Yeah, the T box. Oh God! Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> Uh, let's I mean, put the launch off for another month. <laughs> we got to go back and change. I mean, we've got things. the D box, you got the cross box, you got the D bag, uh-huh. you've got the deck system, mm-hmm. and now you have the T box. I mean, the truck toolbox. The truck toolbox by deck. The truck toolbox. So okay. it is. It is that. It is that. I mean, it accurately describes. But the only concern I would have with truck toolbox is that. It, it it it's a toolbox is something typically you hold in your hand. You know, it's got a handle on it. Your toolbox is very different. Yeah, you know, if you do the Google machine, you'll find oh. that the truck toolbox is SEO master at work. The truck toolbox, oh. and uh, we just figured, you know, why why you know testing this? Why fight it? Yeah, why reinvent right, the, the wheel? Holman is on the Google right, right now, typing in truck toolbox, and the first thing that pops up is oh, it's a deck system. <laughs> No joke. It is. <laughs> right there. It's the second thing in the, uh, what do they call those uh, pictures at the top? The Google Shopping right yeah. there. Yeah. The, the, other, the, the other five, four products there are definitely- They're, com- they're competitors. Yeah. They're competitors. I'm I'm impressed. All right. Yeah, so somebody's know, been doing their, their SEO homework. Um, that's search I, engine optimization, if for those who don't know. Here's a thing that you need to explain, I think, to our audience, and that is why did you think- Lightning and I were appropriate to be your spokespeople for this. 
Oh, you guys. I mean, I knew if anyone could screw this up, it'd be you guys. So. <laughs> and we, we did. Would, is we that would, the truth? Yeah. Is that why it took so long? You guys had to fix our screw ups? <laughs> oh, wait a minute, guys. We're, hold on. We're, we're, we're blowing past what this thing actually is. Yeah. A crossover toolbox. But in Deck's own uh, vision. Are, are we assuming that everyone knows what a crossover toolbox is? If you is? listen to the show and you don't know what a crossover toolbox is, you need to immediately stop being a listener. Unless you learn about the crossover toolbox on the show and then go buy one from Decked. Well, you might know it as a saddle box, a cross box. It's uh, a toolbox that uh, box. goes right from behind one your rear window, other. right? Yeah. Behind yeah. your rear, your rear window. It's that metal box that hasn't changed no. in forty years, right? It's not that metal box anymore. That's correct. We're <laughs> definitely uh, interested. You know, when we make a product and rethinking things, we wouldn't just make something because we wanted to do. You know, because it's a great market. People need them. There's tons of them. Uh, we studied it for quite a while, as you guys know. And and kind of the way we do things is we look at volume opportunity. We look at how our engineering and technology could improve on a theme and then, you know, see if we can actually assail that and make a better product. And that's kind of what we did um, when we looked at that product category because, you know, the, the bed drawer system is not for everyone. Um, we understand that. It doesn't work with a gooseneck. It doesn't work if you're always carrying your, you know, mother-in-law's refrigerator around or a new house. Um, there's there, there are times when it's not like the best thing for everyone, and we just knew that there was an opportunity out there to look at something that you know is very useful on its face that you think like that's something you could use a lot of, except you can't use it most of the time. You know, it's a very impractical product. It's in the back of your truck, so if you want to get anything in and out of there. You got to crawl up in the back of your truck. You got to step on the back tire. It's metal. It gets dented by anything sliding around back there. I mean, well, if you don't have like an amp research bed step, you can't get up and over into it, like you said. Um, and, and it's diamond plate. So it's, you got to, I mean, most of the ones yeah. that people see are either that white powder coat, which, which gets totally Which, destroyed. by the way, after a while, it looks weathered, if you know what I mean. Yeah, there's nothing you could do. And then, or the diamond plate ones, which right. are always dented. Right. Every single one gets yeah. dented. So, okay, yeah. so here is what I think is cool about the deck system is you guys took the truck toolbox and you did your own thing to it, and it's now plastic. So it won't dent, it won't crush, it won't rust, but people may be thinking, oh, well, plastic, how well, is it going to well, secure this my is stuff? Not, this is not plastic like a plastic toy no, it's that like, your kid but, would But have. it's like the, the deck drawer system, and it's secure like the deck drawer system. And you guys have actually put a lot of thought into security, whether it's from the standpoint of taking a crowbar to pop the lid or beating it with a hammer. And in fact, we had a chance to test it ourselves. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I think that when you look at those, you know, I mean, that, that toolbox hasn't really changed in 40 years. And if you look at what's changed in your pickup truck, your power tools, the tools you use, cordless tool sets, ergonomics, styling, design, security, there's been a lot of changes. And, and you're really limited in the design process with metal because it has to be bent or welded. And someone has to actually be able to make it. You have to be able to re replicate that thousands and thousands of times. And that's what molding does is molding kind of takes the the all those design constraints and you you compensate for all those in your engineering and your molding process and so what we found was um a, a resin that's the same resin they use in like the super duty grill which is the same thing they use in football helmets and we can take that create the the form factor that we want create the design aesthetic we want and also create the uh, functionality that we're looking for and we can put that into the mold and create this product that otherwise you couldn't achieve with you know bent metal you know, there's nothing wrong with a bent metal toolbox other than it dents, like you said. Um, they do rust if they're made from, you know, stainless or a steel product. 
when people try to break into them, you always can see it when you're driving on the highway. We've all seen all those toolboxes where it's obvious that someone took a crowbar and tried to pry the thing open. Then once it deforms, it always keeps that bent shape. Um, they're never waterproof. It's really like none of them keep the water out. And so in the molding process, we can make something that, that won't break, it won't shatter, it won't dent, uh, won't rust, and it's totally waterproof, almost like a Pelican case, in the back of your truck. And on top of that... It looks good. It looks really good. It doesn't look yeah, like anything yeah. else that's out there. Like It, it, it kind of looks, looks pissed off. I mean, yeah. we spend a lot of time to make that thing look as pissed as your truck looks. And I think yeah. if your truck is like, like I think most of the listeners of the show are, like they actually care about what their truck looks like. Now your truck is from 2021 or 2022 next. Now your pickup toolbox is going to look like it was from the same era. So if you want to see what this looks like, head over to decked.com slash toolbox. And that's going to be live on, well, if you're listening to this Monday, it'll be live tomorrow, Tuesday, January 19th. Uh, we're going to get all the details, but there's a cool video on there right now. You can also go to at Decked USA on Instagram and check it out. And then uh, hopefully within the next week, you'll be able to go to the Motor Trend YouTube channel and see myself and Lightning. Um, your acting, your <laughs> acting debut for Decked, boy, I tell you what. I want to get to that in a second, but for sure, yeah. I want to stay on topic for it because the development of this toolbox is unlike anything I think Holman and I have seen now. Which is why I wanted to talk about our video because okay. we had a chance to do destructive testing, and we <laughs> and you and I are weak sauce. I mean, <laughs> like we we did we not beat the crap out of that. Well, thing. we tried. We did donuts with it tied to the back of a truck. We hit it with sledgehammers and crowbars. We tried to pop the thing open. We threw it out of the back of the truck. You the wrote premise, it. You wrote it. The premise is, so we, we came up with the concept. We're like, let's, let's do this. We're going to go to Decked, right? We're going to go to their um, Ohio factory, which is super bitching that you guys, it's designed in Idaho at your office, right? right? Chopper. Yep, okay. Correct. And then it's actually built American labor, American products, American everything in yep. Ohio. So we yep. went to the facility. Beautiful facility, by the way, um, and it's on its own property. The whole thing. So we pull in, and we said we're gonna we're gonna pull in and go through this kind of a. Um, well, well, Greg will meet us out there and 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 like dare us to get into this box. And I don't want to spoil it. They're supposed yeah, don't, to don't don't right? spoil it. But I, I will say that you dared us to get into the box, and Holman and I couldn't get into the I'm box. I'm pretty sure this is the thing that turns the Truck Show podcast into a uh, television series. <laughs> really? You think no, so? I don't think so. No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> but I think it's entertaining. It is entertaining because we legit tried to get into yeah. this box, the school box, and, and we could not do it. And then what happens is we – so we couldn't get in, and then right. Chopper comes out, laughs at us, as he should, and then invites us in, and we go for a tour. We see how they're made, and then we go, walk through it, and he walks us through how they did what they did in the development, and it was fascinating, the inner steel structure that you built inside. Yeah, right. the, the, so, the way to keep saw blades from cutting into it, the way that the lid keeps it waterproof inside, where you don't say the you say the deck drawers are water resistant, but you say that the toolbox is waterproof. The way that we shoved crowbars under it and bent it where you think there's no way it's not going to crack, pop, or deform, and it shrugs off a crowbar and looks exactly the same without any damage to it was amazing. And I think both you and I were really impressed because we thought, okay, this is a cool product, but we're probably going to break into a thousand pieces, and we didn't. I think we did, like, we, we like kind of snapped no, we two were small the corner, pieces yeah. on the top. And we took a handle yeah. off, but that was because we drug it behind a truck at speed. That's, yeah, that's some really good footage, by the way. <laughs> oh, drone shots. Yeah. yeah. So cool. So cool. Yeah, I mean, dust the neighbor, The neighbor was not impressed. Why? 
I think he was planning on showing that to some, uh, you know, they're, they're wondering what was going on. It's like some kind of, you know, mid Ohio tractor <laughs> pole was going on on his property or something. And we also, we also, we also, uh, we put the, we took those lids, remember, and yeah. put them underneath the rear, rear wheels of that rental car and so, locked up the e brake and did a little drifting in the yard. We might have done the old McDonald tray trick yeah. with uh, decked uh, truck toolbox lids. And that was a hell of a lot of fun. <laughs> I have video of that, too. Yeah, I, it's on I my have phone. some. It's on my Instagram. We have not posted any of it. Yeah, on oh, my wait, Instagram. we did? Yeah, absolutely. That's right. Might have even put We're it on the We're going to have to repost that. Yeah. Because now it will make sense now that people have seen this this uh, this commercial, I guess we'll call it. Yeah, I mean, I, I just I think that you and I went there thinking this is going to be fun. It's going to be cool. It's a great way for us to you know work with Decked. But not only did we not destroy the product the way that we thought we would have, but- you guys were ready to launch around November because of SEMA, and obviously SEMA didn't happen with COVID, and you guys took that extra time and actually took not only what you learned from your own R&D and destructive testing, but went back, and the reason it got pushed back is you did some design improvements to make it even better than when we were there. Which were what, by the way? That's top secret. No, it's not top secret. No, I mean, we couldn't no, we, get uh, in. So, I mean, it, yeah. it, it looked fully formed that we saw. You know, I mean, the lid, the de- by the way, the decked logo, when you lift the top, Pretty Coined cool. in yeah. the bottom. Oh there. yeah, yeah. Recessed into it looks super cool. The your the mechanisms, the latch uh, system. The fact that there's no struts to go bad. You guys use a torsion bar spring setup. So uh, you pop either side, hit the button. Pew, it just pops right open and holds open, and you never have to worry about there being a degradation in that performance of the lid, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, because yeah, you guys, you were like, the struts always go bad. Like, everyone's yeah. got that car that the struts, on the back of my Mini right now, the struts freaking fall on my head, right? Yeah. And so that's not going to happen with that. And also, I thought it was fascinating. The clamping mechanism that affixes your toolbox to the uh, bed rails, mm-hmm. you, you can't take it it's like a catch-22 to steal it like let's say you you're frustrated with the crowbar the dude wants the makita drill inside and he can't get in so he's like screw it i'm gonna just take the whole thing off the truck right, right? i'm gonna put it in the back of my truck well it's catch-22 he can't release it because he can't get into it right i mean at that point you need to break the window in the truck and take what's inside the truck and or just take the whole take truck. The truck right just take the truck right and i i think that you know we you can break into anything we definitely have spent a lot of time and at some point it just becomes vandalism <laughs> and you may as well just break the window of the truck right. and yeah. drive off in it to your point. And we, you know, we're perfectionists. I think that that's sometimes, a, you know, can be a bit of a pain. Um, but we were, we were ready to go live with this thing. We've been talking about it, obviously, for a year now. I mean, we saw the um, first prototype at SEMA last year, yeah. or in actually 2019. Half a prototype. Yeah, half a prototype, yeah. <laughs> and, right. um, and you were kind of secretly showing it to people that you just wanted to see, like, hey, guys, come check this out and tell us what you think. It wasn't a, a fully baked thing like we saw. You no, know, it was kind of hidden in the middle of the booth. And um, and it's uh, it's kind of ironic because, you know, WeatherGuard, which makes great truck toolboxes, is owned by Warner Company, which makes ladders. And they were right across the aisle from us. And, and I just never – I was surprised that no one from – that booth was over there, like, you know, kind of wondering, like, you guys had peanut butter and chocolate and you put the two things together. <laughs> why, you know, why didn't we think about, so you know. So let's talk about that. Toolbox, ladder. Yeah, yeah well, you know, that's that's like the, you know, I think the reason for being, if no one wants to just make something that everyone else is making. And we wouldn't have made this if we didn't really realize a problem that we could solve. We're kind of an ergonomic company. I mean, the drawer system is about not getting in the back of your truck, having all your stuff come out to you, being organized, being quick and saving time. And also, like, your body. And if anyone's ever fallen out of the back of a truck, it's <laughs> it hurts. Yeah, and, you know, like, the reason for being, like, as an ergonomics company is how can we make those products perform better? And so 
we started kind of down this pro- the whole entire process started with how can we make a toolbox with access from the ground so you don't have to crawl in the back of the truck or a lot of guys step on the rear tire. So what's cool about the deck solution is that when you pop open the box, this aluminum folding ladder that doesn't take up any space on the inside or, mm-hmm. or get in the way of accessing anything on the inside of the box folds out over the bed rail to the ground where you can climb this stowable ladder, get into the bed, and then put the ladder back. I Every mean, time you open the deck, the lid, the angels sing. <laughs> and the ladder comes out to meet you. Okay, that's not quite true because you no. still have to pull the ladder oh, yeah, out. You do. That's right. A yeah. little bit of effort still required, <laughs> but it's fully ergonomic. I guarantee you won't hurt yourself. And yeah, that, so that was you know obviously more complex than we even thought. We got a little ahead of ourselves at a couple points. We really wanted to get it right. And so like you were saying, like we were ready to go in November. There were some things we weren't really happy with. We went back to the molding, went back to the tooling and the machinery. And anyone on this, this listening to the show has built something. You know you're never going to get it right the first time, the second time, or even the hundredth time. But you need to get it to a point where you're it's sellable and people are going to be happy with it. And you're not going to let your customers down. And so we actually had a little bit of time, you know, thanks to not having to go to Vegas for, for SEMA. Um, and everything else was going so well. It just gave us a chance to like go back and make one more round of re- revisions. We have a constant improvement, you know, program inside of our company. So even the drawer system, it gets updated and improved like every quarter with three or four, 20 new things. And we kind of got this to the point. But can where, anything ever get better than those Texas ball bearings? Oh, man, it's all ball bearings. So smooth. <laughs> I think that this is the ball bearings of toolboxes. I think when you when you get people see this thing, you get it in your truck, you start to use it, you're going to understand what we were thinking. And um, it'll be interesting. I don't, I don't know if like guys are going to understand the ladder right away. We'll have two versions. You can buy without a ladder or with a ladder. It's up to you. But I think we need to describe the ladder. Well, you guys are going to have to go to uh, deck.com slash toolbox and, and see it. So you open up the lid. You're stand, Let's say you're standing at the side of the truck, right? Yep. You're right behind. You're, you're, you're on the passenger side, right behind the back window, and you can open it from the side. There's a push button right? and a handle. So grab your handle and hit your thumb, and it'll pop it up. Boing, and it doesn't, straight up. It doesn't fold in the middle. The whole lid pops up toward your backlight or your back glass, and so then the box is fully open with one. The basically it's one. Yeah, lid. and it stops just shy of your third brake light, right? And then you've got a ladder that's nested into the kind of the rails, the top rails. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it doesn't take up really any space the way you've designed it. It's not hogging up. It's not a ladder that's laying across the whole width of it so you can only put you know, stuff between the rungs. No, it's telescoping. So it's very small. You pull it out towards you and then just let Yet it- Get strong. Get strong. And then you just kind of like let it, let it do its thing. Let it fall to the ground and you just walk up it and lean into the- And you've got full access. Full access. Just lean right in. You can reach all the way to the other, to the driver's side. Almost. Yeah. Point. Well, it depends how big you are. Okay. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I mean, you have to be a pretty big guy. You can definitely reach over half the, the cargo payload. In the, and the ladder itself, I think if people are listening, they can imagine it's a lot like those um, rooftop tent ladders. Yep. Only this one's really easy to understand and use. Those are kind of like a mental Rubik's Cube when you're actually trying to put the thing together the first few times. <laughs> and it, 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 it pops out, and it's kind of the same idea. It goes and finds the ground for you. And it you, basically you cantilevers it over the side of your truck, so it doesn't yeah. ever touch the side of your truck. And exactly. And there's really no worry about... The ladder, if it, if the ladder is stowed or it, it deployed properly to where you can stand on it, you'll never have to worry about it impacting your truck or being on the side. Everything cantilevers over the side. It's a really clean design. Yeah, there's no way for it to hit the paint of your truck, is there? Like, uh, if you if you were careless and you just tried to like whip it out, whip or, it out, and 
let it swing wild. It might, you know, wild. It might, it might get your truck, but it, it does go down the that's ground. That's what she it, said. Sorry. <laughs> and it can, it'll find the ground and it really, you know, it can accommodate like a bed rail all the way up to like 60 some inches. So that's like a, you know, six inch lift on 37s, I think. Yeah. You know, that's a really high bed rail, five feet. And so, but if you're parked in uneven ground, it's a little bit lower off the side of your truck or higher. It's it's always going to find the the ground height within a couple feet, you know, adjustment adjustability there, and and it does. It makes using your toolbox a lot easier. So for the working guy, which really we design all our products for work, and then everyone finds their own use for it, you know, from there. But if you work out of your truck, you have a toolbox, and you need to get in that thing more than like you know once a week. I guarantee people have those toolboxes don't even use them because it's such a pain in the ass to get into. Yeah. So hopefully this helps them actually I, I bet you a lot box. of people use those toolboxes for storage, like permanent storage. Right. It's right? going to be things that you don't want to touch a lot. Maybe it's it's a toe strap or jumper cables or things that you change, things that you know you need with you, but you really don't want to go digging for them. The other thing that you guys have done, so not only does the ladder make the toolbox usable, but you guys have always been a real modular company where a lot of different products can cross over. So speaking of crossing over, you guys have your your uh, cross box, your D box. Uh, those things fit inside the drawer systems. You also have the ability to nest your toolboxes within the toolbox. So right. you can actually just reach in and grab one of your deck boxes. Um, and they're about the size of a tackle box, and you can fill it with whatever you want. But now you can basically grab something out of it and walk away with it super easy without digging through the bottom for loose things, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, as we develop it further, we'll have more of that modularity. But we do have like the D-Box, which people are familiar with if you have a drawer system or you've checked us out online. And we've created a place uh, on the driver's side where that thing can just set in there nicely. It's the same dimension as the uh, toolbox, which is a common crossover toolbox width. It was kind of cool because Holman was just – he wasn't trying to have to find where just where it would nest just perfectly. He was like almost kind of just dropping it in and it would find its way into the grooves and just sit. Yeah. Like it not, it was kind of cool. It just found its, you know, it was like it's home there. Yeah. And I'm sure we'll, and, and I'm sure we'll figure out a better way to do all that as well. I mean, yeah. we already have pretty cool like how you have it now. All these ideas, but it does, it works great. That actually comes with the toolbox. So you buy the toolbox, it comes with that blue oh, wow. D box. Cool. Um, so you get like a, you know, $50 toolbox for free inside of your, your deck toolbox. Um, and then, like I said, the ladder is optional. And um, yeah, I mean, we're pretty excited. I think it's going to be interesting that thing's going to be on sale by the time you guys hear this. So, pricing yet? Are we uh, $699 uh, for the toolbox without a ladder. Oh, wow. And then $875 with a ladder. Okay. That's really reasonable. That, that's actually, yeah, I was going to say. And I know we've been talking over the past few episodes about you guys had price uh, adjustment. Right. On the beginning of the uh, the month, January, I guess, 5th, right? Mm. But it's not that the product got more expensive. You actually put more value back into it, so you're getting more stuff. So I don't know if you want to explain sort of uh, Have the you, new you, So you've kind of pricing. bundled it? Yeah, we've basically created, like we call it the decked out package. But everything that we sell now um, has added accessories as part of the built-in price. And that was, you know, to be totally like transparent about it, is the cost of the drawer system has gotten more expensive. Um, we've put a lot of new stuff into it, and you know, stuff isn't getting any cheaper, as we all know. Sure. Uh, we're lucky that it's made from recycled, you know, plastic from HDPE, which is what your Rainbird sprinkler box in your yard's made out of, or the utility box in the corner. Um, but we have added so much more. We have pre-assembly that goes into it now, and all these things. We hadn't raised our prices in over three years, and we needed to raise prices on the drawer system. But what we were able to do was kind of take some of the margin that we have built into the accessory line and give it back to the customer. And we also know that customers are buying all that stuff anyway. 
So if we can just make it easy for you, give you your basic, like a starter kit, just to get you going, um, you'll be happy with the product. It's a little bit more money, but when you do the math, it's either the same or just a little bit more than it was before. I mean, the prices went up from 11.49 and 12.49 to 13.49. And there's one one price now for all pickup truck systems, and vans are 13.99. And that just you know that extra hundred or two hundred dollars is actually kind of chewed up by getting free stuff. So you get a drawer organizer, which is our little organizer thing for the end of the drawers. You get a D box, a cross box, and two dividers. It's like you know my first. My first deck system. Yeah, exactly. You should have T-shirts that you throw in there too. My yeah. first deck with the uh, with the with the uh, no, unicorn. The, no, 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 with the unicorn and the uh, crap you know those crap. power wheels. Yeah, they have the you know the little you get the pickup like a, a Raptor power wheel. You should make little mini my first deck drawer systems in the back. Get start them young. Hot wheels. Hey, stupid question. As I am uh, pro to do no as I'm stupid pro to ask questions. Guess. Only stupid guess. <laughs> Coast. Let me do that again. Uh, stupid question. So, are there any difference in widths? Um, no. You know, between okay, because it's one. It's pickup trucks are all basically the same width. They're about six feet wide, um, and so all those toolboxes for a full size truck, and it's a mold. So it's a you know million dollar, fifty thousand pound hunk of aluminum that makes this thing. You don't go making like a bunch of different widths of that. <laughs> you kind of find like your best width, and then you make as many as you can. And it's very common. It's about twenty one inches, uh, you know, front to back, side to side, seventy. Five inches wide, and I think it's like 20, 19 inches deep or something like that. Will it fit on a midsize truck, or is it only no. full size? Okay, so only full size. Yeah, okay. the, I mean your 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 Tacoma and Range and all those are about a foot foot narrower. narrower. So, and this goes all the way to the floor of the bed. No, it leaves you about four to five inches depending. Oh, on what kind of so truck I can you have. still get a sheet of plywood under there. Yep, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And it it doesn't fit with the drawer system on five and a half and six and a half foot beds because of the depth right sure. now. Um, but if you have an eight foot bed truck. Kind of the ultimate ergo system is the drawer system with a toolbox, and that'll fit in your eight-foot pick. Yeah, but then you need a trap pick. door in the bottom so you can get to that little air pocket back there <laughs> yeah. for all your hidden uh, <laughs> stash of whatever yeah, you're all those smuggling. Screws, those screws and bits. And <laughs> yeah, where'd that 10-millimeter go? Yes. Yeah, exactly. You know what? I know that we helped you with destructive testing on the toolbox, and that video will be out shortly. But one of the things that is my regret from that day is uh, we didn't get to do any dynamic testing uh, with the box installed. I would love to put it on the back of something uh, and then take it over the whoops with the lid open. With the lid open? Just for the for the effect? Just, Why? I don't know. Just to watch the lid. But they would probably would, just slam shut and would, would never the, open would again. The lid, yeah, probably would. It would yeah. hit the third brake light or whatever. Would it smash the the window out in the back? Because it can't I don't open it, that far, I, It would can definitely it? break your, it'd probably break your uh, third brake light. It probably looked really fun. That well, funny, I, mean, I mean, I was going to throw um, glitter back there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so as we, we were driving, the gl- glitter bomb. Glitter, yeah, it was you just pour <laughs> glitter. Out. How much glitter do you think that toolbox could? <laughs> All of it, right? Yeah. Well, we could put you could, could put five fun. you could put five hundred pounds of glitter in it. Is, that's a, that's one data point I have for it. And you could heat it up to two hundred degrees with five hundred pounds of glitter. Is there biodegradable glitter? I I don't I don't have any idea. Because I have been glitter bombed way too many times <laughs> at Coachella. Oh. I don't want. I'm tired. Ty- I've had enough glitter in my hair and my the pores of my skin. I have and a, other places. Uh, listen, I don't need. I have any a more three glitter. year old. She yeah. brings constantly bringing home things that have glitter on it. Mm-hmm. And the second she hugs you with a glitter T shirt, you get it all over you. You get a glitter card. That's you get not coming glitter. off. And my wife's like, "That's a lot of glitter." I'm like, "This came from the three year old." I can't. I mean, what do you want from me? 
<laughs> yeah, glitter is the worst. It is the worst. It's the worst. Can you imagine? Can I'm sitting there? I'm on my computer. It's between bands. I'm in the. We're backstage, and one of the girls comes in with our uh, in our radio station. She's got an entire bottle of glitter and mm. empties the whole thing on mm. me, all of it, and I'm just. I'm all silver, and it took me weeks to get that out of out of my scalp. By silver, you mean all that the the hair? No, no, just just glitter, just glitter. That's glitter. Hey, uh, on the uh, new toolbox, one of the things that kind of intrigues me about it being plastic um, is the fact that it seems like people could very easily modify it for their own needs. I'm wondering, will there be any accessories down the line? Like, uh, I'm thinking a winch mounting plate or something might be kind of cool in there or a, a battery tray because it seems like you could put a battery in an air compressor or something like that inside the box to keep it out of the elements and easily drill through to put a you know a, a airport um, through it for an air chuck so anything yeah. like that that you guys are thinking about you know i think if you look through the our instagram uh decked usa you'll see people have done amazing you know mods custom mods to yeah. the products um who knows what we're going to do. I wouldn't really commit to anything. I would definitely look at that stuff all the time. And we kind of look at it in the sense that, you know, we're, we're building a company that we can, you know, replicate processes. We can be very reliable and create like a super dependable product and then fit like the most needs um, with the, I would say the fewest amount of products, but not getting like too far down, like one rabbit hole or another. I do know like some things that we're working on and I, people could do this when they get it is there's a piece of steel that goes across the tailgate facing side of the toolbox that I, I mean, when I get mine in my truck, I'm going to drill a couple holes in there and put like, a quick fist. You've seen those before. Yeah. So you can put like an ax or a rescue shovel or something like sure. that. You, know, you could put a fire extinguisher there. Um, that's, that, that's one thing, you know, just like an easy customization you could do. Uh, we've got a few little like uh, snap-in tool and part holders and organizers that were in um, a bunch of 3D pro- prototypes at the office. And then, you know, probably more boxes and cool things like that. And you guys are, uh, since we saw it, you said you added a couple of D-ring tie-down points that will come on the box? Yeah, you get two uh, D-ring tie-downs on that tailgate-facing side. You know, you could strap a motorcycle to it or your compressor or, you know, rowdy child, whatever needs to get. You know. <laughs> now, a couple of podcast dude, hosts. Yeah. Now that it's, it's, because it's made out of plastic, it fades horribly in the sun, right? It, it oxidizes and chalky chocks. chalky white and well, all that you stuff. Know, <laughs> it is a plastic. <laughs> But plastic, it's a resin, actually. You know, by plastic, you know, potato, potato. But sure. it's high-density polyethylene is the tub and something called ASA that's the lid. Um, and, and the black is molded into it, right? The color? The, yeah. We actually, so the, the tub, just like the drawer system, is made from reground HDPE. And we add, like, a black dye to make it the consistent black. Um, and then, you know, it's a, it's a material that's built to live outside. I was being sarcastic because no, 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 I know no. it doesn't fade. That's a great question. I mean, I think that the plastic is... Because one of the, I think one of the challenges we're going to have, and we'll see, is we've all seen those shitty blow mold plastic toolboxes that go around the back of trucks, and they're like faded and they're sagging, oh, yeah. and they're and they just look awful. And that's like a stigma that we're going to have to overcome because this thing is. Well, that, built. I see. That's a good, uh, good thing to mention. The other quote unquote toolboxes you may have seen are blow molded like a Jeep bumper. Um, that is not how the deck system is constructed. No, not at all. And, and I think that's really important to tell people. If you've ever had that experience with those kind of two double-walled, blow-molded, filled with air in the in the middle, um, that they dent and deform, and over time in the sun they can warp, especially with weight in it. You guys have uh, – it may have a similar look on the outside, completely different materials and completely different well, construction. Well, they're, they're similar in look in the fact that they're black. Yeah. Well, then explain um, – when you, when you look at it, you'll see there's actually – 
you know, two big extruded aluminum girders that actually bear the whole weight of the box itself on your bed rails. Um, and again, it's made out of the same material the, the lid is, is a Super Duty bumper. Um, that thing is not made, you know, for by accident, you know, to be fragile or anything like that. And you can, like you guys did, you can beat on with a baseball bat. Um, and it has UV inhibitors in it. It's not going to fade. I mean, this stuff is built to be like buried in the ground and left out in the sun. It's it's what it does. Well, the the process by which you're talking about that blow molded piece and then yours. That's how, what's the difference in manufacturing? Well, we use uh, low pressure injection molding, so it's how a lot of stuff is made. This molded plastic, where you have two halves of like a like a a male and a female. Uh, no, it'd be like. Kind of weird, like, like, a, like a male and a male, a female and a female. I don't know. It's like where you create voids and you inject resin into the voids and you put pressure on that. And then when you open it up, your part's formed. Um, blow molding is a different process. It's, it, it results in a thinner wall, flimsier. It's much cheaper. It's like what water bottles are made out of, you know, to buy at the grocery store or something like that. Um, I'm not an expert on blow molding, so I won't get someone on the podcast probably called me a liar already <laughs> the main point is that you see those toolboxes they're really cheap you buy them at walmart or something like that and that is absolutely like the opposite of the toolbox that we've made um so you know i think that people are gonna be pleasantly surprised when they see this thing in real life and when you actually get it in your hands and feel it and put it in your truck you're gonna be pretty stoked it's it's really cool and now where do you guys plan on selling it because i know you've had some meetings at some nationwide um uh retail partners yeah and from what I understand, the meetings have gone awesome, and they were really stoked on the product. Is this something that's going to be uh, easily available for somebody to get their hands on if they want to? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think anytime you you take a product that everybody knows and you make it better, you know, smart retailers and those kinds of things, those kinds of people are really excited. So, our rollout plan is, uh, you know, tomorrow's going to be on sale on our website. Um, we're going to keep it that way for about sixty days, so we can kind of quarantine sure. uh, our inventory so we know where it went, we know where the customer is. If there is a problem, we can jump on it and address it right away, and we don't have someone spinning the wind that bought it from, you know. It'll also probably give you some data on where they're going and what exactly. parts of the country and regions they're popular in. Uh, there'll be a whole bunch of, like, you know, follow-up surveys, making sure we know how they're liking it, what's going wrong, what's going right, what they love, what they don't love, so we can address those things quickly. Um, and then the next step is we're going to be loading up all the wholesale distributors, so we have got about 2,500 dealers nationwide. Um, they'll be available at anyone that sources from Keystone or Meyer or P&E or any of your regional distributors. Um, and simultaneously, we're going to put them into Home Depot. Uh, we were just down here wow, in San Diego. We've got That's 26 huge. stores in Home, in Home Depot down in San Diego. Um, we're going to get a full in-store merchandising uh, run with those guys, see how the customer likes it, see if they can move them in the stores. They're super pumped on it. They've actually been more persistent and annoying than you guys. Uh, so I think it's safe to say that the Home Depot is pretty pumped. They think they can sell it. And certainly at that price point, it's going to push their customer a little bit further north than where they typically are in buying a truck toolbox. But also, you know, this is a totally different machine than That's what they've big, been selling. Are you guys going to have like a, a um, end cap or some sort of display yeah. with the ladder out so that people can actually see why it's different? Why I was going to say, that's a big investment in physical space. Yeah. Oh, yeah. At Home Depot, they—that's not just. Yeah. They don't people don't realize around. how retail works. Retail typically works by companies having to have a relationship with the buyer, or sometimes buying the shelf space to prove that enough stuff will move. Because obviously, a store has a finite amount of square footage, right. and so they want to maximize the amount of product that they can get. So if your product doesn't move and it's big and bulky and doesn't take and, and takes up a lot of space, gone. Yeah, you're not <laughs> selling number eight deck screws. You know no. what I mean? Like, this is big. Yeah, that's big. And, you know, I think there's good money in it for them. And obviously, they want to be leaders and innovators. I mean, Home Depot, 
I don't, people probably don't realize like how much thought goes into the way that business is run. Um, they're really smart. They, they, they get it. They're entrepreneurial. Um, they have a lot of autonomy with what they do in some of the stores, what they do in parts of the store. Obviously they're a nationwide chain. So, you know, they're, they're a little bit more, you know, like regimented than say, you know, your local hardware store. Uh, but those guys are, they're, they're savvy. They're, they're cool to work with. They're really good people. Uh, we couldn't be more excited to be in their stores, and um, they sell the door system online. They do really well with it, and I think they really understand their truck toolbox. You know, opportunity is is big if they have something that's, you know, better than what's on the market and can drive some demand and some interest in their stores. And yeah, we were down there like, unbelievable. I can't believe we're getting that real estate, and uh, we're super grateful, and we're gonna. We're going to knock out of the park for him. Uh, speaking of uh, real estate and square footage, uh, you sent me a, a decked box, which is sitting in my garage right now, and uh, it has been there since you sent it, and what do you want us to do with it? Do you want us to try and give it away to a Truck Show podcast listener? Is that I mean, the one that we tried to destroy? No, we got a new one. That's a freshie? Uh, they sent it to uh, to me in order, because uh, what you guys did was sent out to a lot of different people to see how the shipping and logistics would work, right. to yeah, make sure exactly. things didn't get damaged and things like that. I heard you, you got a hold of uh, Duramax Rhino, one of his crew. Yeah, we did. We hooked those guys up, too. Yeah, Fantastic. Uh, my yeah. buddy uh, Travis Hess also uh, had, yeah. uh, had the deck box in the back as well. We're just networking with you guys, man. That's yeah, weird. that's awesome. No, we did. We sent about 50 of them out to different zip codes just to see what UPS and FedEx would do to them. Safe to say they don't like handling 140-pound toolboxes, so <laughs> yeah. we're going to go with an LTL freight delivery route, but um, that was a good learning as well. That I did one it- little triangle of cardboard that was out, so there's a little, little tiny little scuff on it. Otherwise, the one I got was fine, but I, I, I'd like to figure out a way to work with you to get uh, that thing installed or, I, or off to one of our listeners. I think, uh, you know, kind of like that D-bag on your couch over there, um, <laughs> we should find a good home for these products. I'd love to give that away to a listener. We've had a lot of listeners commenting on our Instagram today. Awesome. Uh, well, last week, since we're now talking in the future. In the future. Right. Yeah, future yeah. Us. Um, the post that we had of a bunch of listeners from the podcast were like, ah, I know what it is. You guys aren't <laughs> fooling us. And, and so I think... Uh, we definitely need to give it away to one of these listeners. We've been we've been really pumped to be a part of the program, and uh, we'd love to stir up a little interest out there. All right, we got to figure out how, like what what the rules are going to be, and, and all that kind of stuff. But we, I'd like to I'd like to get that out of my garage and onto the back of a truck. Do we do it on social media? Or do we do it here? Uh, I mean, I think we do it on the podcast, right? We, I mean, we can do it on the air, like yeah. now, or we can do it. Totally digitally. I don't know. We can let's talk off the air and we'll figure it out and then we'll announce That's no it. That's fun. We should I, hatch it right here. I would love, honestly, you know what I would love to do is hide it somewhere with GPS coordinates somewhere in the country, and then somebody whoever finds it first gets to keep it. Just plop it out in the middle of somewhere. I, I like that, but it mm, no saves us shipping. Yeah, but I don't know <laughs> because then who's if you found it and you discovered it and you're you know a thousand miles away, you're not going to go get it. I don't know. I, I, I would rather I'm do open, something. I'm, I'm open to all suggestions. Maybe it's a, is it an essay? Is it completely random? Truck show podcast limerick. You guys have a limerick? Uh, <laughs> limerick. There once was two guys in El Segundo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, once a week they got together and it was fundo. Uh, Chopper came from Decked, said, I like what you're doing, and gave them for this year another hundo. That doesn't work. It I rhymes, was pretty good yeah. for, you yeah, know, off for, the cuff. Off the cuff, just for I riffing, yeah. Good. Uh, we'll come up with a contest. Yeah, we'll give it away. Like... Give it away, give it away, give it away now. What if it wasn't a limerick? What if it was a haiku? Oh, that's even harder. You guys talk. Let me write a haiku really quick. Well, Holman is uh, writing a haiku over here. Uh, Chopper, 
talk to me about San Diego and, and why they are test marketing or t- test selling, testing yeah, uh, right. the, uh, decked down there. Is it kind of like Taco Bell or fast food restaurants where they, they, they test up in Salt Lake City? Yeah, I suppose. You know, I think that um, it's probably because the San Diego market, that's their most profitable uh, region of stores. Is it really? Um, and they've got- I mean, for the whole country? Yeah, for the whole country. Oh, wow. Actually, the, I, I heard the most profitable store or most gross revenue store is actually the one in Honolulu. If really? you can believe that, We've yeah. been hearing a lot about Hawaii lately and how awesome it is for trucks and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I guess because you really can't order stuff online in, in Hawaii. You go to Home Depot to get your all your odds Great point. Ends, You're right. right. You yeah. just can't Amazon it like we do here. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, you know, they're a, it's a pretty cool, the way the organization works, like they're actually pretty nimble and fast. And um, our relationship actually really started with, we've been selling with them for about a year and we got invited to uh, what I like to call the world's most famous or world's most uh, expensive barbecue. Um, we attended an event in West Virginia with them um, to support their foundation they have, which is building uh, homes for you know military veterans and those kinds of people. That oh, is that a Habitat or, for Humanity? It's kind of like that, yeah, okay. exactly. And and uh, you know you, you see it a lot, like all these companies that try to hang their hat on, oh, we support the military, this or you know whatever that veterans that and. And you can get a little jaded, and when you see what Home Depot does, I mean, they actually really, really are passionate about that project and that program. And uh, we went out and made a donation and attended. And we actually built um, framed houses for a day. Like they have a company that they work with, or another nonprofit that has a way of actually laying out, you know, framing, so a bunch of idiots can show up with hammers and put on an apron, and they give them a handful of nails. And we built like the f- the framing for twelve homes during the course of a day with all these other people like us, like vendors and manufacturers and reps and that kind of thing. And it was kind of like a team building exercise. We also, we built the start of 12 homes for, uh, it was actually for a neighborhood that had been flooded um, in Tennessee. And so at the end of the day, they loaded all those, you know, framed walls up into these trucks and drove them down to Tennessee and then put them together on site. And we did it on the property that they had developed where a fl- another flood had wiped out a bunch of homes. They built a bunch of uh, homes for military vets and that kind of thing. For, built homes for military vets and that sort of thing right there in uh, West Virginia. So people can say what they want about the Home Depot. Um, man, they're, like, their heart's in the right place, and, and they're smart folks, and they do a really good job, and they, they take care of their employees. Like, incredible culture, too. But can they write a haiku? Well, I don't know. I Homer. doubt it. Can you write a haiku? Why? Did you come up with one? I mean, I'm thinking uh, something along these lines. I think it, it could be the uh, the the haiku contest for winning the decked uh, bed uh, toolbox. Do you have some Bruce Lee sound effects? Right I there? do not. No. Five words. Seven words. No, and five then, syllables. Seven five syllables. syllables is five. what I meant, right? Okay. A <laughs> a box for your bed. A safe place for tools and stuff. Buy your bed shed now. Boom. Whoa. Truck haiku. Wait, 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 do that again? Because that was dumb. <laughs> well, I only had two minutes. You guys were talking. Yeah. A box for your bed, mm-hmm. a safe place for tools mm-hmm. and stuff. Buy your bed shed now. Ooh. Well, if you think you can do better, maybe you can win a box that way. Unless you have a better idea. <laughs> All right, we got to figure something out. All right, we're, we'll figure it out off the air, but we'll figure out how to get that deck toolbox out to one of our listeners, and we will let you guys know. All right, let's recap again. New deck toolbox available, available tomorrow. Tomorrow, which is Tuesday, uh, January nineteenth. Decked 
com slash toolbox. And how much was it again? Uh, the toolbox is going to be six ninety nine or eight seventy five if you want to get that really super cool ladder with it. I mean, to me, there's no. You got to do the choice. ladder. You got to do the ladder. You got to do the ladder. I would do the ladder. It's game changer. You know, and the cool thing about the ladder is you can take it out if for some reason you don't want to use it and it goes back in. It takes about 30 seconds to remove or reinstall. And um, it's a really nice, well built, you know, aluminum ladder. I don't know what else. You might be able to, you know, use it for your kids' bunk beds if you really hate it, I guess. I'm not going to lie to you. I thought you're honestly, even when we were back in Ohio shooting this, I would have said $1,200. Like, legit. I, I'm still right now that you're saying this is the first time I'm hearing the price. Well, when you said it half an hour ago was the first <laughs> time I ever heard the price. Yeah. And I am still reeling over that. I, I'm stunned given how much work has gone into this and how much work there is to assemble it and seeing everything and, and, that I've seen. And promoted and I'm R&D. Stunned. And- I'm stunned. Honestly, no joke. Uh, and that I, price I, is pretty. I, good. I make I like I make and sell stuff at my job, and I know it's, I know what goes into this. Right. I'm yeah. s- really surprised you're doing it for under a grand. Well, we're uh, we don't we're not trying to run the business on uh, using the cigarette strategy, which is like sell fewer for more. You know, we really try to. I mean, even on the drawer system, if you look at everything that's in there, there's a lot. And it, it cracks me up when people, you know, are like, "Oh, I could do that for you know about a no, you can't. Or I'll build it myself. Or why is it you know just a bunch of plastic? You're like, well. It's a bunch of molded, you know, steel, aluminum, and resin, and it's engineered, and yeah, that it, you couldn't possibly make it for less and make any money, and I that's kind of we we operate right on the razor's edge of we want it to be as affordable and accessible to people as possible. We want to pay those American workers well, make a good product, and then give you basically unlimited customer support, and that's just the price that it is. I cannot wait to see that ladder get into other decked products. Like the D-bag. Could you imagine if you had that on your back and you could zip out a ladder and your three-year-old could jump on your shoulders without you pulling your back by lifting her up? That's dope. I mean, that might be very specific to my situation, (laughs) but I'm thinking that that might be a solid, uh, might be solid. Abby, is is that you again? Get off me. (laughs) Ladder, dada. You just put it on your back and jump off a bridge and deploy the ladder. Yeah. and then Sail through the air. Land on the ladder. That might not be the right usage for it. Uh, For motorcycles, spine protector. You can see it there. What if you uh, needed a ladder? You know you, how you get those uh, those folding ladders that they're like an A-frame and then they fold back on themselves and you can get on the roof and it doesn't matter what configuration in, they're super wobbly? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what if you... Uh, Every uh, D box had a piece of the ladder, and so it was like collect all twelve, and then you deploy them, and you can link the ladder together. It'd be like that, except it doesn't take up as much room in your garage and is uh, infinitely safer, but probably not. That's funny. I don't recall asking for a really, 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 Really boring story. My God. All right, fine. No one cares. Fine. All right. I. This is why I work in product testing and destruction mm-hmm. rather than product development. Right. All right, Chopper. I. Uh, I do want to say thank you for trusting us with uh, with the product and being ambassadors for Decked. I think we're going on what year three with the podcast now. Now, yes. for being ambassadors, do we get a sash or whatever ambassadors? No, like, you got a D-bag no, you didn't even no. use. Hold on a second. But ambassadors normally get the black limo with the two flags at the front, right? It's <laughs> not that kind of ambassador. Oh, it's not. Oh, damn. Uh, we will still send you guys some new ball caps when we get them. Oh, really? We if do, we make uh, them. We've been be threatening a- to make ball caps. People love our ball caps. The one we... that you have on your head right now is, uh, I like yeah. the camo. is very cool. Yeah. You know, camo. You can't go wrong with camo anymore. Mm-hmm. I heard... Heard down here is called a microaggression if you're wearing camo, so I put this one on just to come into the valley. <laughs> yeah, That's actually not true. 
It's now fashion. You're now the most fashionable guy in Southern California. <laughs> it doesn't look easy. He just, Holman puts a uh, decked hat that we had in the studio on his headphones. That does not, uh, that's when your grandpa hey, does not wear the hat properly. You know what? Wait, wait, uh, hold Holman, on. Holman is wearing a dad hat, by the way. Oh, yes. no. He's got a decked shirt on, too. Look at that. I knew who our audience was. I knew who was coming in studio. Mm-hmm. And I made sure. Oh, he's doing the Superman thing right now, holding his flannel open so we can see his decked, made exclusively in the United States decked t-shirt. All right. Decked.com slash toolbox. Check it out. ASAP. Even if you're listening to this on Monday and you want to know more, if you put in your email, they'll, they'll send you the email when the uh, when the website goes live on the 19th. And also at Decked USA on, uh, on Instagram. There's some great stuff on there. Check it out. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, here's another little trip, tip for your, your listeners. If you go on our website, you can sign up um, with your email address to win a ton of really cool gear all year long, too. Like Gerber knives and Traeger <laughs> grills, Yeti coolers. I don't know what we got on there right now, but... Um, Why dang. are you giving away all that stuff when people want the deck itself? Well, we don't want to give away the deck thing because that's why oh, you're right. That's how they make money. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, mean, yeah. that's, that's, I guess that would devalue the product. Yeah, but <laughs> okay. you know, it's pretty cool to have a bunch of cool prizes to give away to people and uh, it helps us keep in touch with them and... Um, it also helps us like learn a little bit more, so we do a better job making product for our customers, and we're using it as like customer feedback. So, you get a little survey to ask you about your truck and what you like to use it for, and what you're looking for, what you think we should make next, blah blah blah. Then you get signed up to win some really cool stuff, and it's free to sign up. It's free to sign up. Super okay. cool, easy. And I, I was going to say uh, one of the cool things is I, I know you you guys have been with us for a long time, with, uh, almost since the beginning of the show. But I do have to say, in all honesty, you guys are an amazing company that that really cares about not only the end user. You don't just sell a product and disappear. You've got you know support whenever they need it. But also, the product is fantastic. We've both used it on multiple occasions in multiple vehicles, and uh, it's one of those things that we just don't want to take anybody as a partner uh, or to partner with for the podcast. And uh, Decked has been a, a huge supporter of the podcast, so we hope that you guys will go out and support Decked. And it's a product and a company that we really believe in. And uh, you know, Lightning and I. Had a chance to see them from the inside, literally when we uh, when we did this program with them. So I sat inside of one, as you as you towed me and around. You remember that? I had to pull you out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. <laughs> All right, uh, Greg, are you cool to stick around as we read some five star reviews? Let's do it. I know Holman, how much you love this. Five star, five star, five stars, five stars, five, 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 five. Five stars. Right back at right you, back brother. At you. Ah, it was early. Oh, Damn no. it. Oh, Screwed it up. Try it again. Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Five. 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 Stars. Five stars. Right, right back, back at you, brother. Oh, close. A little late. Close. A little, a little late. late. Yeah, little yeah, late. yeah. All right. Well, Greg, he can never hit it. I like can't. he's, he's done it once. I've done it once. He did it. He did it once. Spot yeah. on. Uh, but that was it. It'll well, never you, happen you again. You should can that one for future use then, because that was awful. <laughs> <laughs> they all are. Uh, what's not awful is our uh, incredible, amazing listeners who have gone on the Apple Podcast app and given us five stars. We uh, now have 843 reviews, and uh, we would love more. But uh, longtime listener slash reader, accidentally following both of your careers for many years. Accidentally Acc- following our careers. Yes. Huh. Uh, I'm rolling an older F-250 4x4 single cab, set up Overland style. I've tried living without trucks and keep coming back. Love everything about the show. Even the sound quality is great. Keep up the great work and five, five stars. stars. All right. We got this See, one. See, Greg, this is where we actually high five each yeah. time. Yeah, You guys actually- Every time. Every time. 800 I, times we've done this. These guys actually exist, people. This is not- <laughs> this is something that's, I'm, I'm here, I can tell you. 
All right, uh, that was from SNS Cycle. Got one here from uh, Kevin. I wonder if that's the actual SNS Cycle. I'm going to say yes just because it makes me feel good. Wow. Remember those guys back in the day? Oh, yeah. Some so killer cool. bikes. Uh, Kev T528 says, Truck Show. Great show. I enjoy all the guests and the industry insiders. I really enjoyed the last episode with retired Air Force pilot Burt Garrison, even though it was a lot of airplane talk. I could listen to his stories for hours. Guests like him and Gail Banks keep me waiting for each new episode to drop. Five stars. Wait. Wait. What do you, what, oh, I was waiting. No. 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 Uh, five stars. Five star review. Five stars. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. And keep on mounting those parameters. Mounter, monitor, key engine, parameters. And, of course, that was five, five stars. stars. Wait, so, Greg, I think you were on the show so early that you might have we didn't predated. have any reviews. No, no, no. Well, that's true. You may have predated. Yeah, you guys were writing your own five star. I think you guys were writing. Your <laughs> no, even don't even say that. Never done that. Don't even. Neither you just gotten your first five star review or something like that. It was very. Uh, I was going touchy. to say very early days. I was going to say that I think you predate mounted parameters. I've uh, never heard that one. No. Yeah, he definitely predates that. So yeah. I went to ultimate call out challenge, and I'm sitting in the stands. Watching the tractor pull or whatever the hell it was, and this girl is doing the announcements over the PA speakers, and she's screwing up everything. It was insane. It was, and it was. I just taped and recorded, and one of them that she said was this line. She's talking about a bully dog handheld programmer for and your truck. And now it's become a uh, hashtag and, on our and uh, Twitter so account. And so it's, it's monitor, monitor parameters, right? right? But she said mounted parameters. parameters. Yeah. And she, would just, she wasn't pre-reading anything, and that, it just became a thing. That's so awesome. And, it, it's on and we every, tried to find her, and nobody knows what and happened. And our listeners or, have yeah. tried to find her. Yeah. They've oh. gone so to she events. She doesn't know she's famous on the show. Oh, I would love to have her. You got to get her on the We want her in as redemption, like read all of our sponsor stuff at the beginning so we don't have to. I think it would be hilarious, but we don't know where to find her. All right, uh, let's go to uh, this review from Elgin is the man who says, keep me awake. It says, I work in the oil fields of North Dakota, and I have a 12-hour commute every two weeks from Colorado. On my long drives, Lightning and Holman help keep me conscious while driving the desolate roads of Wyoming and Montana to and from work. These guys are always super funny and will take you down odd food-based rabbit trails, but they are super knowledgeable about all things trucks. Without question, these guys love what they do, and they try and bring that love to the listeners. P.S. If you're looking for a good spackler, Lightning and Holman can hook you up. P.S.S. Shirt size XL and five stars. There we go. A spackler. That's another joke we'll have to tell you off the air. Very well. We haven't circled that drain in a while. No, we haven't. Uh, We've got HB Sizzle says uh, five stars, hands down. Best podcast out there available for all your truck content needs. And the hosts go together like your butt in the seat of a Nissan Titan with zero (laughs) gravity seats. Stole the wife's iPad to leave this review. Doing my part to reach a thousand five star reviews, and of course, five, five stars. stars. We've got this one from uh, JSYDBXGALXBDKCGANC, who says you get five stars for the jingle. LOL. I hope all is well and stay safe, guys. And that is a five, five star review. And of course, one last one from uh, General JKU three eleven. Yeah, buddy. 
An amazing podcast. Wait, what? Don't just blow past that. Yeah, buddy. An amazing podcast that has lots of information with amazing guests and one and a half good hosts. You pick which one oh, is the half. <laughs> I know he's talking well, about Well, my me. name is Holman, so I cannot be the half because I have Hole <laughs> in my name. Thank you very much. Mm. Uh, says uh, he pick. <laughs> You pick which one is the half. They've kept me entertained while working heavy equipment and shape my next upcoming build. Hashtag, yeah, buddy. Hashtag, yeah, buddy. And five stars. stars. Well, you know what? I think this was a pretty awesome episode. We got to talk to our friend Johnny, our friend Chopper over from five Nick. Star, five stars. <laughs> five stars. Five. 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 Knock it out of the park. Five. Do it. Stars. Five stars. Right back at you, buddy! Oh, yeah! I did it! I did it! Yeah! Oh, oh wow! All right, we can retire that one now. Oh my God! Go me! I, I hope that is the jingle that people play at home. And although our listener last week told us <laughs> that he'd rather drive his truck into a light pole than hear that one more time, I just know he's playing along and trying to nail it with me. Chopper, you just uh, witnessed greatness. Oh yeah. my God. This is you guys, <laughs> and your sponsorship now. It doesn't get any better than what you've just uh, what you've just observed. I didn't know I was sponsoring theater. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should end it on a high note and uh, hightail it the heck out of here. All right, we want to know that you ordered a brand new decked toolbox. Let us know. Truck Show Podcast at Gmail dot The Truck Show. The Truck Show. The Truck Show. Oh, oh. He's at LBC Lighting. I'm at Sean P. Holman, and we are at Truck Show Podcast. Please follow us on the socials. And, of course, hit us up on the five-star hotline, 657-205-6105. We want to hear from you. Let us know uh, what's on your mind. Let us uh, guess what your engine note's all about. And uh, let us know if you've been uh, doing a good job as a listener by uh, patronizing our amazing sponsors. I think you owe it to yourself to check out the brand new Decked Toolbox. Decked.com slash toolbox. I'm so excited. We finally get a chance to talk about it. I think that you, uh, you won't be disappointed in what you see. It's uh, it's going to change that space if you're one of those guys that are uh, gals out there who uh, need secured storage in the back of your truck. But uh, you have a gooseneck or a construction job or anything that, you know, the configuration of your bed requires something different than the drawers. They got you covered with the new Decked Truck Toolbox. Maybe they should put the uh, brand new deck toolbox in the back of their Nissan Titan. Uh, you could certainly do that. Nissan Titan or Titan XD would be the uh, the perfect platform for a new decked truck toolbox. And it wouldn't void your uh, amazing five-year, 100,000-mile warranty. No, what it does is it'll keep your truck even nicer, keep stuff from sliding around in the back like your sandwiches. <laughs> I don't know why that's still funny. So I don't know All what happened. So, so Chopper, so at some point we were talking about, you probably heard these. Do you get air checks of stuff we do or do you listen? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we, we are, we're always talking about like what you would put in a decked drawer. And we've <laughs> somehow, we keep circling back to sandwiches. Sandwiches. Okay. I think it's because you said you were going to put sand in your deck drawers. And sand. And I don't know how. And so I said sandwiches. Yeah. And... We've had some very we had some odd, wacky stuff. Yeah, bowling, bowling balls, hot dogs, 
Was hot dogs one of them? I th- yeah, because it was Wiener Schnitzel. Oh, chili dogs. Mm-hmm. It wasn't chili hot dogs. dogs. It was chili, chili dogs. specifically, right. Mm. All right. Well, if you're in the market for a half ton or half ton truck plus, head on over to your local Nissan dealer or build and price at NissanUSA.com. You'll get a great truck with the industry's best warranty, five-year, 100,000 miles. Some of the best seats in the industry with those zero-gravity seats that, uh, according to our listener, your butt fits just right in. <laughs> Regardless of size or girth. I would say that uh, no matter who you are, Nissan's excellent seats have your uh, derriere covered. Or do you have the seat? Anyway, no, they know what you're talking about. Get yourself a Nissan Titan. Enjoy that Fender audio system. And, of course, the most standard V8 horsepower in its class at 400. And if you're in need for brake pads, hit up our friends at DuralestParts.com, where you can get their Duralest brake pads, their Duralest gold brake pads, or their Duralest elite brake pads, which have better than OE performance. And, of course, you can match their Duralast brake pads with Duralast rotors or Duralast gold rotors designed to mirror the OE physical characteristics such as mass, configuration, and fin count. The Z-clad zinc coating provides rust protection and long life and eliminates pre-installation cleaning. Now, what if I don't have time to get them at DuralastParts.com and I want to walk into a store and grab them? Head on down to your neighborhood AutoZone. That's convenient. Thank God Chopper and Johnny were guests on the show. You should send them a fruit basket, (laughs) did you hear? This episode was almost tolerable. Oh, I mean, I, I'm down with that. You know, we need as much help in 2021 as possible, so why don't we raise our uh, drinks and, and cheers to uh, another exciting year of the Truck Show podcast. Chopper, thanks for hanging out with us, and uh, let's make this one a great one. Many more. Thanks, boys. Thank you. The Truck Show Podcast is a production of Motor Trend Group. This podcast was created and produced by Sean Holman and Jay Tillis with production elements by DJ Omar Khan. If you like what you've heard, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating. And if you're a fan of the Truck Show Podcast, we encourage you to visit and patronize our sponsors. 